Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, we I, can. Yes, Des. I will. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he has good taste in podcasts. This is true. He has actually, his taste in music and art is pretty, pretty good. For learns his from age. the best. That he does. You know what else happens when you learn You know what else happens when you learn from the best? You rise up! And crash through! This is Doc Izzyki with the Flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. And make sure you drop a happy Thanksgiving in there. Because this... And wear your mask. ...is the Thanksgiving episode. Yay! How was everybody's Zoom Thanksgiving? I had a Zoom birthday from my dad. How did that go? It was seven different screens of... Irish Catholics <laughs> and grandchildren, variety of ages. So what I'm hearing is a lot of talking over each other, and everybody was drunk on camp. Nobody was drunk on camp. Nobody was drunk on. See, camp? here's the funny thing. Uh, so my dad has been sober. Oh shit. For congratulations. A very Dave. long time. I don't know the exact length. Um, but that's good. So he's been sober long enough for you to forget how long he's been sober. Yeah. That's good. Congratulations, Pops, if you listen into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Does we, Pops we, listen? Like, we, we had a cake. Ooh. And by they, they had a cake. <laughs> Wait. I sat there and I just like, I, I scribbled some like little poem as I was going along basically doing like uh outline of my dad's life mm. um mm. from the stories he's told me yeah yeah where is he at now uh he's 70 years old and Ooh. he lives in columbia oh okay not, oh not, so he's not far not far no i mean i haven't seen him since covid because you know i could be a walking plague bearer of death for all i know yet here we are <laughs> No Zoom here, no Google Meet here, live and direct, coming at you with that fresh splash. You know what the fuck it is. Does does Pops listen to the pod? Uh, no. No? No. Have you told him about it? Uh, I'm sure he's seen it on my Twitter. I do not believe my dad listens to the podcast. He probably listening right now. (laughs) Oh, dear, dear Lord. Little do you know. Little do you know. Man, oh man, what a week it has been, what a week it has been. How has your week been treating you, Zig? Um, pretty good. All right, I can't really complain. No complaints? Nope. Not a not a Karen in sight? I mean, besides, not a Karen in the world. Besides like, super broke. Yeah. Yeah, that's everybody right now, and I got a job. I just got bills, you know, I'm like responsible adult broke i paid all my bills and i have no money so oh so yeah i threw up a vote of oh i thought you were gonna say you threw up and i was gonna be like ooh, what what did it i drink so much Uh, um 
So I threw up a who, whose team won, and it was we had three votes. It was two, two my team versus one your team, and I did not vote. Oh, for the Cartoon Network lineup yeah. that we did. Yeah. So wait. two votes for me and one vote for you. What? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Who was on your team again? I had Yusuke, Rolf, and Dexter. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, against what was it? Samurai Jack, Princess Samurai Bubblegum. Samurai Jack, Princess Bubblegum, and Ben Ten. And Ben Ten. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. I feel like there's a little bit of favoritism here. I feel like people aren't looking at the specs. I don't know if people know how broken Ben 10 really becomes. I don't, I feel like people are underestimating Princess Bubblegum, right? Like if you put Princess Bubblegum up against Dexter because that's that matchup, right? Cause we're talking about scientific geniuses. Here. I mean, Princess Bubblegum literally cannot die. Also, I would argue that Princess Bubblegum is as smart as Dexter. Maybe not smarter than Dexter, but I feel like if you threw Princess Bubblegum in Dexter's lab, she would figure out what she was doing in less time than it would take Dexter to figure out how to work. But how would Princess Bubblegum handle Dee Dee? And oh, Monkey. What? Are you fucking kidding? That is that a question? That's a real question. You're asking me seriously if Princess Bubblegum could handle Dee Dee? <laughs> she handed, uh, she handled fucking Marceline, right? To the point that her and Marceline are like fucking Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy at this point, right? Like, and Marceline is probably the most independent, difficult character in the Adventure Time universe. I'm not going to lie, I'm not super versed in my adventure time. Oh, for real? Oh, okay. Well, then we'll start, we'll stay with my- Don't your friend. You know they actually made the uh, Adventure Time card game into a real card game? Oh, for real? It's fun as shit. Is it? (laughs) Floop the pig! (laughs) We we might have to uh, do a YouTube video where we uh, teach me how to play that I'll just ha- I'll, alongside I'll message Magic. JJ and see if he actually still has the, the cards. Yeah, because we'd have to find the cards to play this shit, right? Floop the pig! Yo, but... We broke the game. I mean, like, we found the tier zero deck when we were playing. Oh, shit. Oh, it gets that deep. Huh? No, that's just because we've been playing card games yeah. for an insanely long time and we know how to find Figured and break games. Yeah, really quickly. But sticking with my initial argument, though, if, like I said, put Princess Bubblegum in Dexter's lab and put Dexter in Princess Bubblegum's lab, and who do you think is figuring out whose equipment fastest, right? So in a fight, I'm assuming it would take Princess Bubblegum less time to figure out Dexter's... Well, that's not fair. Dexter has to move the step stool to every single different thing that he has to... <laughs> so, one, one, she's already got this nigga beat on height, right? <laughs> Two, she's just as smart, if not smarter than this nigga, because, because there's also a little bit of magic mixed into, like, Princess Bubblegum's, like, science and stuff like that. Like, so, it's science, it's like magical realism. Yeah, but Dexter has the beard on the inside, <laughs> I just feel like the internet is underestimating Princess Bubblegum because she's a girl, 
and I feel like that's that's misogynistic, and you guys are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> also, Samurai Jack, like to your so wait, it was Dexter, Yusuke, your Samurai Jack to Yusuke. Right, so we're looking at that matchup because we're apparently we have to go over this again for you fucking weebs. <laughs> uh, Yusuke versus Samurai Jack. All right, so I'm so, not gonna say like Demon World Yusuke because that's where it gets absurd. Mm-mm. We could throw Demon World. Demon Yusuke. World Yusuke, it's a it's a wrap. You think it's a wash? It is an absolute fucking wrap if it's Demon World Yusuke because he gets to use magic. No, because he turns into a fucking demon. I mean, but what has Samurai Jack been dealing with this entire time? He hasn't been, like, Aku is a demon, yeah, but he doesn't have, like, Aku is like, the king of the Togashi demon strength. You don't think, so you think Yu Yu Hakusho Takashi demon strength is taking out Aku. Yes, I'm pretty sure Yusuke at full demon mode blowing up planets. <laughs> Aku ripped a hole in space-time. That's fair. Jack can't fly, though. Just jump good. That's... You can fly? No. Jump good. That's fair. That's fair. Just jump good. (laughs) But those jumps, though, are really good. (laughs) It's like... What a great episode. You know what one of my favorite episodes of Samurai Jack is? Which one? When they're, like, the one with the, the blind archers... There's like mm. no dialogue in like in yeah. the entire episode. Yeah, no, th- I feel like there were a lot of episodes of Samurai Jack like that with no fucking dialogue. Oh in yeah, it. It but was that a was very one of the show. yeah. That's what I'm saying. That was one of the things that I feel like made that show so such a pulp classic. Because mm-hmm. it mm, there's a subject. What do you think are some criteria for pulp classic? Pulp or cult? Cult. Pulp, uh, cult classics. Hmm. All right, so let's let's get a list of some of them. First. I guess I was conflating the two. Thank you for... Uh, Rocky Horror, Shaun of the Dead. Those are two classic ones. Yeah. Dexter's Lab, Samurai Jack. Uh, Samurai Jack for sure. Dexter's Lab for sure. I mean, you're. Yes, well, it's a newer. Like, cult I wouldn't classic. say it's a cult classic because I also feel like cult classics are more. Obscure? Uh, avant garde. Uh, so, okay, so that's a. Write that down in a qualifier category then. Because you're. That's an automatic qualifier for you in this list that you're making. Yes. So, but we'll argue that because I don't know if it has to be so avant-garde because I feel like Dexter's Lab, there's an argument for spinal, that. Piece. This is Spinal Tap, another great one. Mm. Like, this is Spinal Tap, the first mockumentary. Became a cult classic because it started a genre. And See, it's also- you're thinking of cult classics based off of your delegation, though. I'm thinking, like, see, some cult classics... I feel like are cultural because <laughs> like oh, absolutely. It, on my side of the fence we got things like booty call with Jamie Foxx booty tang booty tang I feel like that's across cultural barriers <laughs> um 
damn, here we go with the- He can't remember anything! <laughs> Belly, that's the a cult boondocks. classic. The Boondocks is one for the sure. The Boondocks, Samurai Champloo, and Cowboy Bebop. Yep, uh, Shadows, that's a cult classic. Like you, like you, if you, if you really want your pass at the barbecue, Basically, you pull the like, line from the barbecue, the cookout. Like, for something to be a cult classic, classic. like, it, it has, has to be your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Exactly. Yes, it has to be. Uh, I also feel like cult classics are things that went unnoticed or unappreciated. Like the friend of yours that you know knows movies. His favorite movie is probably right. a cult classic. Right, right, right. Pulp Fiction. Or her favorite movie. Is a cult classic. I like all of Quentin Tarantino's early work. I feel like Tarantino at this point isn't even like a cult classic and more of just a, cor a, a cultural cornerstone. At this point, you know. I guess when we were growing up, his movies were looked at more as cult classics because they had like... Also, like cult classics have like a renaissance, right? Like a second... Um, also, you have to take the first wave. word cult, so it's a blind loyal following. Right. So, in that regard, it's, Final Fantasy VII yes. is a cult classic. Yes. Uh, ooh, would that make Pac Man a cult classic? No, that just makes Pac Man a cornerstone. Like, it's, it's, it's a cornerstone. So, there's the two cult classic. And cornerstone. Yeah, and seven might even hit the cornerstone Stone, at, at this point. point. At this point, um, what's another video game that would be Shadow of the Colossus? Oh, Shinobi. Um, I'm gonna say this one still isn't a cornerstone, even though it's ridiculously famous. But Metal Gear Solid. Mm, really? Mm. I don't know. That might be. No, I think it's obscure enough. So obscurity is, I feel like, another qualifier, right? Like, because I guess that goes into what I was saying Not earlier. Not obscurity. I would say a sense of mysteriousness or a, a, a sense of unknown. What's a, there's a word for that. See, uh, this is why reading is important, guys, because there's totally a word for that. Anyway. So what are them? So so like everybody can, will know about Metal Gear Solid, but if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid, like what do you know? You know like Aria, so you know like Solid you, Snake. There's yeah. a weird timeline. The there's boxes, a lot of like like the memes about it, right? There, like, you know like Metal Gear Solid Three is the best movie I've ever played. Like mm, the boxes, right? Like the sneaking. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> I've used multiple Metal Gear Solid drops in this pod. I mean, the Metal Gear Solid Easter eggs are some of the most widely recognized also, Easter Also, the Psycho Mantis fight is one That's of the most like, mind-blowing yeah. things in game development. Yeah. Sneak, you have to change your controller port. So would we say cult classics have to be groundbreaking in a sense? Yes, I would think so. Something that is trend-setting more than following. So let's take, it, let's take one of the ones that's on our list right now. Shaun of the Dead. There was no real... Funny horror movies. I that. disagree. I mean, like, what do you? Shaun mean? of the Dead was still a legitimate horror movie. I don't know though, because some of the comedy takes away from like once you start introducing jokes into a thing. Like, yes, it has horror elements to it, but I feel like once you start introducing heavy comedy tones to a thing, it becomes a comedy movie. 
Yeah, Shaun of the Dead is absolutely a comedy movie. Comedy is like... It's like that movie you told me about where like, it was a, a, a horror or a zombie musical. It was a zombie... It was a Christmas horror zombie musical. That. Yeah. But I was gonna say comedy is like nutmeg, right? Anything you put nutmeg in, you're going to taste the nutmeg. Like, that's the first thing you notice. So anything there's a heavy amount of comedy in, it immediately becomes a comedy. Or Comedy a, is always the delicate balancing act. Or a farce. Like, it's no longer a horror movie because once you introduce a farcical element into it, it becomes a comedy every single time. Cult classic in music, MF Doom. Yes. Or, um, fucking Immortal Technique. Or Sonic Youth. Wu-Tang. Um, the Melvins. Funny story. Bone thugs. So, the Melvins. Ooh, good one. The Melvins were a band in Seattle. They had somebody in the late 80s show up. Three Six Mafia, sorry. And try out to play bass. He didn't make the he didn't make the cut to play bass for the Melvins, so he ended up starting his own band, and uh, that guy's name was Kurt Cobain, and that mm. band was called Nirvana. Mm. There's lots of stories like that in Hollywood. I mean, Johnny Depp is another perfect example of it. You know, guy goes to Hollywood to start a rock band and ends up becoming an actor. Like, you just hear Ted? <laughs> no, I think that was my. Uh, air conditioning. Hope that shit don't pick up on my... My mic sound. Nice check. One. Alright, so speaking specifically on visual media, what would you say are... Ooh, okay. What are your top five cult classic TV shows? Um, oh, okay. Um, I will put Samurai Jack on there. Um, write down obscurity as a qualifier to you and write that down. Oh, uh, quick lighthouse update, by the way. When we <laughs> said um, Samuel L. Jackson, we were like, he might have been a Cartoon Network character. He was in the Boondocks. The first but, episode, he was the the white guy with the straight back. Well, yeah, I meant though. I meant Samuel L. Jackson playing himself as a cartoon character in a series. Fair. That's totally something he would do. Um. Samurai Jack. Also, do you know he was part of a group of students that held their college board of directors hostage for more uh, equal rights for black people? I did not. Yeah. I forget what college it was he went to, but yeah, they totally held their, um, yeah, like the head college staff. I don't I, know if it was the I would bring back the Clerks animated series. Mm. Oh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so wait, what was your first one? Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. I would bring back the Clerks animated series. Animated. So your first two cult classics cult classic TV shows yes. are animated. Yes. Okay. Um, so Samurai Jack and Clerks the Animated Series. Clerks the Animated Series. Um, 
Hmm. Not Dexter. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're getting that anyway. Um, man, it's actually kind of a hard one. So my first two. Can you just give me like media franchise as a whole? Or does it have to be TV shows? Well, I was differentiating between TV shows and movies because I felt like for you specifically, it would be easy to come up with five cult classic movies. I mean, you already kind of did it. That's fair. Hmm. Samurai Jack, the Clerks animated series. Um... Man, you got me going into the think tank here. So for me, my first three were gonna be. Actually, I could do four, but I don't know. I feel like Martin is a cornerstone at this point. Mm -hmm. So, oh, I, I still have four. <laughs> and this is just off the top of my head, right? This isn't even really digging into like my media catalog. So, Malcolm and Eddie with Eddie Griffin and Malcolm Jamal Warner. Yeah. Living Single with Queen Latifah and cast. I'm sorry, off the top of my head, I can't remember everybody in that show. Um, damn, all right. I think I have five off of the rip. Off the rip. Okay, so Malcolm and Eddie, Living Single, Different World, although I feel like Somebody from my delegation might argue that Different World is Cornerstone and not cult classic, but I'm still going to give Different World uh, my third pick because it was the spinoff from The Cosby Show, and The Cosby Show is definitely a Cornerstone, right? But A Different World, mo a lot of people outside of the, like, have you ever seen any episodes of A Different World? No, I have not. Okay, so the whole premise of that is when Lisa Bonet's character from the Cosby show goes off to college, right? And it's her life in college, hence the A Different World. Mm -hmm. And it's about a bunch of different, like, it's about a bunch of different, like, you know, black people coming together and living the college lifestyle. Um, so. Is it written by Kenya Barris? No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Now you're, making, <laughs> now you're making me forget what my number four was. You know that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Kenya Barris is underrated though. <laughs> for real, for real. Uh, I know a lot of his shit is pandering, but I still feel like for what he's doing, the man. He has he has the right intentions. Yeah. The, no, for the look, fuck that man. The man is doing good work he, for what he's, he's doing. He's definitely making like it's. He He's turned like white people. Look, he turned Anthony Anderson into the new fucking Bill Cosby. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's not easy. And he gave Anthony Anderson like more weight to his character, character than Bill Cosby right. too. Yeah, well, different time, different, different values. But that's an argument to be had later. Okay, so Malcolm and Eddie, living single, different world. Fuck, I had two others, and now. Now I can't remember anything. <laughs> um, shit, alright. Come back to me. 
Um, so, yeah, Samurai Jack, Clerks. The animated series. The animated series, yes. A lot of mine are going to be animated, and a Ooh. lot of them are going to be Adult Swim. Recess. That's a good one. And, deep cut, The Weekenders. Well then. I don't know if those are my wow, top five. Wow, deepest of deep, deep cuts. You know what song just popped into my head? Oh, fuck that. Yeah, 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 you. Fuck baby. that, bro. Pete and Pete? No, that was it. It was Pete and Pete. Pete. No, it was not Danny. It, it was yeah. Danny Tamarelli that was in it. Yes. It's Pete Pete and Pete. Pete. Oh, my God. That theme song. See, cult. So 90s. Would you call Pete and Pete a cult classic? No, but I would call all that a cult, cult classic. classic. I would call Keenan and no. Kel a cult classic. Yeah, because all that, I feel like, is cornerstone at this point. As far as like sketch comedy goes, like that yeah. was a lot of kids' first interest. That's why we love Saturday Night Live so much, yeah. right? Because we grew up with all that. We were primed for Saturday oh, yeah. Night Live. Mad TV, cult classic. Yes. Oh man, it's so weird seeing all the Mad TV people. I'm upset <clears throat> because whereas some of them are still working, I feel like some of them like fucking Will Sasso and like yeah. Aries Spears dog, like Aries Spears was funny as shit, yo, like and I just feel like Aries Spears deserves more work, Aries Spears, I'm not maybe not where Kevin Hart is but like maybe like a little below Hannibal Burris? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> and, or the same lane like he was doing all those, like, impression acts before JB... Uh, oh, my God. I uh, hated the Stewart sketches. They made me so angry. <laughs> I'm just like, this is yeah. so what cringe. Was, what was that dude's name? No. Yo, that shit was so funny. Oh, both of them. And then the one that was, like, the old lady where she was like, oh, ha, ha. I hated yes. that one, too. Yo, hated that, that. Yo, that was the woman that played Stewart's mom. I forget what her name is, too. God damn. See, but that shit was, yeah, that... What about, um, Drew Carey? Would you call that a cult Oh, classic? the Drew Carey show? show? Yeah. Maybe not Drew Carey, but whose line is it anyway? That's a cult classic. That's definitely a cult That's classic. That's a cult classic. Also, another thing that primed us... For a cult classic, I want to come back. The fucking boondocks. Yeah, I don't even. I might call that cornerstone now. But I was gonna say, uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Whose line is it anyway? Primed us for the improv era, right? When we got like Tina Fey and uh, Will Ferrell and Seth Rogen and all them, like the improv comedians that we all know and love, the Judd Apatows and all that stuff, like, yeah, uh, Steve Carell and all that, like, we were primed for that because we spent late nights sitting up watching Whose Line Is It Anyway? With fucking Random with Switch. Wayne Brady now, and shit. Oh. take every oh. Judd Apatow movie. Ooh. And every Michael Bay movie. Oh, oh. Switch the directors. Oh my god. What happens? 40-Year-Old Virgin, directed by Michael Bay. I don't see much of a change there. Actually, Transformers, directed by Judd Apatow. 
I don't see much of a change there. <laughs> to be completely honest with you, I just feel like now Judd Apatow's movies have more explosions. The contrast in them. is gonna be blasted way up on Forty Year Old Virgin and all yeah, that shit. It's just gonna have more explosions. Put more lens flare in. In lens flare. Like when they're in the club scenes and stuff like that. J.J. Abrams produced lens flares everywhere. And. Judd Apatow is just gonna be like more improv, right? And like fucking Transformers felt like it was improv the entire time. What do you mean? Shia LaBeouf just it's a metaphor for his oh life. Just having no idea what he's what doing. What do we have to do to get a Shia LaBeouf and Seth Rogen movie? Oh my god, that hasn't happened. No, it hasn't. And it, I feel like that should totally happen. <laughs> It would be like Honey Boy meets, um... And I feel like you would need, like, an A-list actor and James Franco. Fucking Mark Wahlberg and James Franco. Boom! That would be great! Oh my god. <laughs> fucking Mark Wahlberg, Seth Rogen, James Franco, and fucking Shia LaBeouf. Doing something. Probably in Boston. Why hasn't this happened? <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't this happened? Oh my god. Yeah, it would be like fucking... It would be like fucking... <laughs> it would be like Longshot meets Honey Boy. Oh god, no, because Longshot kind of sucked. Um, I feel like it'd be more like Boondock Saints meets Goodwill Hunting. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> or fucking... Pi fucking... <laughs> Pineapple Express meets Honey Boy. Uh, as long as it's not like Pineapple Express meets Gone Girl. Uh, Shia LaBeouf wasn't in Gone Girl though. No. Or like, I went. I went from Goodwill Hunting to Ben Affleck to Gone Girl. It'd be like Neighbors and The Eagle. Or well, no, it wasn't The Eagle. It was Eagle Eye, wasn't it? The Shia LaBeouf movie about the fucking like AI gone rogue. I don't know. What? What's your favorite Shia LaBeouf movie? Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. You're a fucking troll. <laughs> Did you see Peanut Butter Falcon? Or the My Peanut favorite Shia LaBeouf movie is probably the first Transformers. It's not Holes. Never mind. <laughs> Definitely Holes. <laughs> it's Eagle Eye. Definitely Holes. But on that note, I think... We're gonna take a break. Ding dong! That's, that's what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying you're misunderstood. <laughs> like a genius. And good luck with your 2000 Bible singers. Ah, <laughs> uh, bro. Bro, I'm just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's time it's beyond time. I haven't, God, I haven't recorded it. God knows how long. The idea is kind of like stressing me out a little bit because what I'm rusty. The anxiety of stepping in front of a microphone and saying things into it. You get anxiety over that. You get real nervous talking to a microphone. I'm sensitive about my shit. There's an Erica Badu reference. I am cultural. Yeah. Cultural, but you want to be invited to the fucking cookout. 
What you gonna do when fucking bag lady come on? They're gonna be like, self attack? Get the fuck out! <laughs> you gonna hurt your bag. Jason Tatum signed a contract extension for almost $200 million. What? Give up? For almost 200 mil? What's the most expensive one so far, though, right? Uh, I'm not actually sure. All I know is James Harden turned down a $50 million a year extension. And the NBA players are going to meet with the Pope. Are they? Yeah, they're going to meet with the Pope to talk about global social injustice issues. Oh. Oh. Okay, and who opened this, uh... Who opened up this discussion? I don't know, but cheers to Dope Pope. Yeah. I will get this joke nailed down at one point. Which... Which Joe? The Joe Rogan, Killer Mike, and Russell Brand walk into the Vatican. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm what actually, like, so I, I re-listened to that podcast recently, and I was just, you know, I, I really do need to try to write that joke. Do you have anything so far? All I know is that it's going to be, part of it's about Killer Mike blaming white Jesus for a lot of stuff. <laughs> which I think is pretty odd character. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty on character. Um, so Google says, hold on. I'm looking into the most expensive NBA contract ever. Oh, it was James Harden. James Harden's $228 million over six-year Rockets contract. Sounds about right. Russell Westbrook comes in at second with a $207 million over five years with OKC. Steph Curry at third with a $201 million over five years with Golden State. Klay Thompson with his one... You know who doesn't have a rich, expensive NBA contract? Check Wes. But he tried. He tried. Yo, have you seen any of his, like, have you, have you seen anything that would have alluded to him being decent enough? Because that's the thing, like, a lot of rappers say, right? Like, the game is one who was like, yo, I was about to go into the NBA. All rappers um, want to be ballers and all uh, ballers want to be rappers. Uh, Dave East. Dame Lillard does both. Dave East is another Kobe. Kobe had like two albums, I think. <laughs> Shaq has fucking albums. Shaq, Shaq has albums. Damian Lillard actually is good. Master P played for a little bit in the NBA. Cameron is another one who. Quavo can ball. Yeah. J. Cole. Everybody thought it was going to be J. Cole who was going to go into the NBA because they was like, this nigga's not making music, yo, and he's hanging out with all these ballers all the time. Shaq West tried. He. he... He shot a shot. And it was... Brilliant. He just turned around and Nick Younged it and it bounced right out. <laughs> That's a picture I need to get up here. The Nick Young turn around and have the ball just bouncing out. Iconic. Classic. Timeless. Man, that's wild, though. That's wild. Everybody thought... I have... Cole Oh, Russia or Florida. Ooh.
Ready? I got a, uh, like, flashback post notification on Facebook of something that I shared five years ago. Damn. Man drinks one half liter of rum before crashing a 7,000 ton ship full speed into Scotland. I mean, the Scotland thing throws it all for a loop, right? Because now I'm like, are we sure this isn't a Scottish person? <laughs> Russia. It, in fact, was Russia. Yep. Yep. Because I don't see anybody from Florida sailing all the way to Scotland. <laughs> Not on their, like, fucking airboats. So... With Creed's Clearwater Revival plague the whole time. Can you time. read that headline for me again? Russian man drinks one half liter of rum before crashing 7,000 ton ship I wonder full why. speed into Scotland. 7,000 tons? 7,000 tons. God damn. Full speed into Scotland. Scotland. Like so not the even... island of Scotland. <laughs> So not even into anything significant. No, like, into Scotland. <laughs> My God. My God. And they felt like the amount of rum that he drank was so significant <laughs> that it should be included in the headline. Well, I mean, Kurt Cobain did have more heroin in his system than it would have put a, a horse under, but, you know. Hey, Kurt. <laughs> God damn, yo. God damn. Why not just take horse tranquilizers at that point? <laughs> oh, man. This sounds like a lot of people that we know from high school. Whew. Oof, too many. Wow, that just got dark. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Come to talk with me again. Anyway, before that goes on. Hold on. Oh, here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Oh, I forgot that's how this song goes. For those who pray. Hey, hey, hey. Come on, rock out to a little Simon and Garfunkel. Yo. Oh my goodness. Maybe uh, some Phil Collins. I've been waiting for this moment. Oh my life. You know that song by Phil Collins in the air that I about that guy who could have saved that other guy from drowning but didn't and Bill saw it all in the show that he found him? Well, it's kind of how this is. You could have rescued me from drowning. Now I'm on a thousand gallons now in drowsy and all I wanted was a lousy letter or recall. I hope you know I ripped all your posters mm. off the wall. Mm. I got one for you. Okay, so remember how you were talking about what ifs earlier. And it was the whole swap scenario, like reverse. Yeah. What if... What if... Tupac had lived... And Eminem got shot on the Vegas Strip with Dr. Dre in the car. I'm pretty sure Eminem would be like canonized or something. At this How point. do you think that would have changed the rap game? 
think it would have honestly I think it would have actually gotten really publicly backlashed and criminalized. If a white yeah, if the white guy if died. If the one white guy died. <laughs> if the white guy died? Yeah. On the Vegas strip after a Tyson fight. Yep. I think that's when Congress goes really at it. Mm. Mm, my man like I think that's an, I, I think that starts an assault on the First Amendment. Oh god damn. My man said that is no, that would literally change the fabric of history. That's why I brought it up, right? Because I was like, what happens if I think that would actually that guarded. would potentially start an assault on the First Amendment. Because you think it will cause them to look into hip hop a bit more and see like because yeah then they'll be worried and they'll be like this would be inciting violence well because they'll be worried and about then all they the little talking, white kids they'd be listen. saying that it's it's uh, speech promoting violence which is not protected under the first amendment rights mm. it's like yelling fire in a crowded movie theater mm. Mm. you might have just gave somebody <laughs> some fuel for their fire just now hi Ted Damn, I wasn't expecting you to go that heavy with the shit. I just thought it was. I a mean, fun that just it, like that. The the snowball in my mind just went like super fast. But I mean, yeah. like if you think about it, like at the time when Eminem was coming up, was coming up, and you know they were already going after hip hop. Well, I'm just like looking at it like. And then the what one is, white guy dies. What is so? I guess we're assuming that there's still space for Eminem to come onto the scene with Tupac still alive, right? Because now we're throwing the fact that Tupac is still alive. And how long after, okay, so Tupac died in 1996. When was the first Eminem out? Uh, Bonnie and Clyde, I think it was 97. Or uh, it was the Slim Shady, no, the- I think the Slim Shady LP It was, was the Slim Shady LP. You said it was 97? It might be 99, because the the song on the album is Bonnie and Clyde 99. Oh my god, I hate fucking Google, yo. It is so hard to find shit sometimes. Hey, Google? It says Encore was too... When was the first Eminem album released? November 12th, 1996. 1996? Because I have the Slim Shady LP in 1999. Um... Whatever. So... Whatever. We'll go with... We'll go with the Slim Shady LP. His first... Debut industry mainstream album was '99, so that's three years after Tupac is still alive. Do we have Tupac relevant three years after he's still alive? Of course. You think so? Yeah. Now the one person that I actually do question is if they're relevant after if they were still alive. Actually, is Cobain? Mm, you think Kurt? You think Kurt would have faded into obscurity? I think Kurt might have sold out. Mm, and went the the uh, Coldplay route? No, worse, the Pearl Jam route. Ooh, you think? I don't know. See, I feel like 
I almost feel it like... It makes me so angry that of the four major grudge bands, the last standing lead singer is fucking Eddie Fetter. <laughs> <laughs> but see, okay, here's my thing about Tupac, right? I feel like Tupac wouldn't have fit into the bling era for long. I feel like Tupac would have faded out around the same time. I feel like if Tupac was still around, the bling era wouldn't have come about the same way. Uh, I think Tupac's influence was that great. You think? Because I think Tupac would have went the Nas route. Like, I feel like Tupac would have made it into the bling era, but then he would have faded out of the scene right around the time Lil Wayne... But I think he drags people with him. Because I'm also wondering how big Snoop and Dre get if Tupac is still alive. Because, I don't know if you remember, but Pac was beefing with Snoop and Dre. What happens with 50 Cent if Eminem dies? That's another thing. If there's no 50 Cent, then there's no real bling era in Mm, hip-hop. I don't know about that, because I credit Jay with starting the bling era. But Pac also had beef with Jay, so... Alright, I need to write this shit down. Okay, <laughs> so but Mike just picked all that shit up. <laughs> Eminem dead. Oh my god, this is like breaking down the Zelda timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Get the red. Tupac dead. Get the red thread out. It's all Pepe Silvia, okay? <laughs> all right, so if Eminem dies, what happens with Fifty Cent? D twelve, obviously. Also. Mm. Um, First Amendment. Also, all the fucking Eminem clones, yo. Think about, like, how Eminem's flow White has... rappers as a whole. Not just white rappers. There are plenty of fucking black rappers that when they rap fast, like, fucking, uh, Jorner Lucas. Like... <laughs> uh, Tupac transitioned to the bling era. Um, Rise if Eminem's of- dead, there's no 50 cents, so that takes another one of the major players out. Where Rise Tupac- of... Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Rise of Jay-Z. I mean, I, so the rise of Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, is that helped or hurt by Eminem being? I feel like the rise of Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre was helped by the martyrdom of Tupac. So if Tupac still lived... Like I said, he was beefing with them at the time of his death. Ooh, maybe if Tupac lived, Jay-Z might die? No, no, I don't think it goes that far. I think what, actually, what I think would happen, because here's what was happening at the time of his death. Tupac was getting ready to leave death row, which is why a lot of people think Suge had him killed. You mean he did, but... but... Yes, but... I almost feel He also like, probably had EZE infected with AIDS, but that's besides yeah, the point. I feel like Tupac may have joined forces with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and rode Aftermath that way. And then maybe they end up picking up Eminem and Eminem gets offed by Suge Knight. But 
which then plays into your whole Congress going after gang violence and gangster rap because Suge Knight is a notorious and then, you know, <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, they go on the assault of the First Amendment, which then collapses in on the entire Bill of Rights, and then the next thing you know, we're living in 1984. All because they killed Eminem. Which I feel like isn't fair <laughs> because he's white. <laughs> this is but how. How does this how believable is it though? Tell me. It's how a, believable is it? It's almost too believable. Because <laughs> who is who is president? Imagine a world so where Eminem is a martyr to old oh white my men. God. Oh my God. Who would, it would have been Bush, so Bush would have been president around that time. No, Clinton. 99? Clinton. Still Clinton. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so we're assuming that we're riding into the bling era, though, which puts us in the mid-aughts. So we're still And somewhere. also, if Eminem dies while Clinton's in office, it puts Arsenio Hall in a really awkward position. You asshole. So what I was going to say is maybe for this timeline, Eminem dies 2002-2003. So, 2000... So, Bush era. Yes. Also... What album was coming out around that time? That would have been... The Marshall Mathers album. So that would have been an Eminem show era. Eminem. Oh, okay. Curtain this Call. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Curtain Call. If this nigga died after Curtain Call... That would have started a whole new Eminem Seven Years Theory shit. Yes, exactly. So then it's Eminem's not really dead. He just faked his death. <laughs> Yo. Because Eminem was actually a deep state Russian agent sent here to collapse the Bill of Rights. Using black media. The worst thing... <laughs> working with the secret... Working with the time traveler that went back in time and killed Harambe. What did this nigga say? The worst thing to happen to black music since Elvis Presley. <laughs> to use black music so, so selfishly. And use it to make myself wealthy. Hey! hey! There's a concept that works. 20 million other white rappers emerge. But no matter how many fish in the sea, it feels so empty without me. Yeah, that's so shocking that I remember Eminem lyrics like that. I mean, it's also very earwormy, right? Like, that melody is very catchy and it's easy to remember. But Dear Stan, I wrote you, but you still have Oh my god, yo, can you imagine how fucking iconic Stan would have been if this nigga had died? More than it already is? Or cleaning out my closet. Oh, that bass line is so good. Yo, what was the shit he did with Marilyn Manson? Oh, I think that was the cleaning out my closet video. Have you ever been Have you ever been demonstrating? What was the video he did yeah. where he was? What was the song for the video he did where he was falling from the building? Hmm. Is it a serious song? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, this shit is gonna fucking. God damn it, this shit is gonna make me so mad because I can't remember which video that shit was. Pause this shit real quick. 
Because I can't. I'm not going to be able. And we rolling. We rolling. Well, I am rolling too. Uh, you so gotta move song, this way. So the song I was thinking of is The Way I Am by Eminem. That's the one where he was falling off of the building. Don't fuck with him when he's taking his daughter out for lunch. <laughs> Yo. Oh, God. Haley's gotta be like 21. Yeah, now. she's hot. Damn, I wasn't even gonna go there. I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, no, I, 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 Haley's hot. <laughs> Make me feel old, though. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Cheers to that. You, you still young enough to be in that. I'm not. This <laughs> is. I'm not. God damn though, man. Yeah, that that spawned a whole like ten minutes of us digging back into Eminem's old catalog and nothing but heat. <laughs> nothing yep. but Marshall Mathers LP, just straight gas, straight gas all the way through. Eminem definitely, you know, a goof, but goddamn, that goof got bars. Jesus. Christ. He's the jester in the highest court of hip hop. That's what we say. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, what else is trending with you this week, Zig? Um, let's see here. Cyberpunk. Oh, what about cyberpunk? I don't know. What do you think of when you hear the two words cyberpunk put together in one with no space in between? <laughs> Lately... I've been kind of interested in the topic, though, because of Afrofuturism, and, like, you saw the episode so, in Lovecraft Wakanda. Country. <laughs> well, yeah, like, Wakanda, uh, that episode in Lovecraft Country, or several episodes in Lovecraft Country where they explored the idea. You know, it's something to me that I feel like you don't usually see black people in space a lot, so it's an idea, I feel like, with the newfound... Uh, admiration of sci-fi would definitely be an uh, area I would like to see explored more. I like cyberpunk. Um, fucking Blade Runner. I mean, it immediately makes me think of Ghost in the Shell and Akira. Ghost in the Shell, Akira, Blade Runner, that kind of shit. And I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie, when I'm gaming, I will totally just type in cyberpunk mix and just listen to whatever yeah. the fuck YouTube has. I mean, that deep and it's just got techno. that, like, the deep bass at, like, yeah. 120 BPM. It's like... Yeah. With like like if you could live in a cyberpunk society, can you think of one that you would want to like transport yourself to? Now the question is is how many of my original body parts do I want to maintain? Mm -hmm. And that's a legitimate question here. Yeah, in the cyberpunk society. I mean Because if it's ghost in the shell, throw them all out the window. Oh god. Yeah, no, just make me an android off the rip, especially if I'm gonna have to deal with the kind of shit they were dealing with in Ghost in the Shell. Yo, God, Ghost in the Shell is such a wild show. That's one I'm gonna need to watch again. Like, yeah. standalone complex, I'm probably gonna need to watch again. The movie's on YouTube right now. Like, there's uh, another, there's a lot of Ghost in the Shell series. Yeah, yeah. But standalone complex is the one that's like, when if you've seen Ghost in the Shell, like, they're almost always talking about standalone complex. Yeah, I've always, I've only seen the movie. I'm trying to think of other cyberpunk. I mean, there's the classic, like, classic Akira. God bless Akira for that bike slide. Oh my god, Akira is fucking iconic in the sense that I don't know. Also if, a cult classic. Yeah, if we hadn't had Akira, I don't know if we would have had the anime boom. 
You know, actually, I remember hearing that for a couple of years after Akira, there was kind of like an anime lull because nothing was as good as Akira. <laughs> That's fair. That I mean, sometimes it's hard to be the standards. I mean, if you, if you watch Akira again and just remember all of that is hand-drawn. Every yeah, single part of it is hand-drawn. That part. That part is wild. And you can see just like how mind-blowing it is when you think about that in the opening scene when they're in the, the motorcycle chase and then they start weaving to the left to go into the tunnel yeah. and you see the tunnel yeah. shift and I'm just like that's all fucking hand drawn that that's kind of so shit. much shit moving in one frame that, yeah that's one of the reasons why 90s anime will never be taught to me Akira was the 80s actually well okay yeah. I, I think 90s anime has a huge advantage of being the cult classics that are groundbreaking and set the archetypes for all of these other anime that come out. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of cornerstone at this point, right? Like, they were cult classics, but now they set the standard. Dragon Ball Z has literally created the quote-unquote Super Saiyan trope, which you see in anime all the time, where it's I've reached a new power yeah. level! I mean, it's the first thing you think of when you think of shonen anime, right? I mean, not all shonen do that. Like, Hunter x Hunter is a shonen, and Gon gets his fucking ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets his ass kicked a lot. There's, but that's the new trend with, like, shonen anime is the main character. I mean, that's the same thing with My Hero Academia, right? Like the main He also has a I saw somebody they were like, alright, retweet somebody who has a rougher life than Deku. And I'm just like, alright, I'm gonna do it. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like somebody who had a rougher character art than Deku. I'm like Jesus. Oh, the Matrix is one. Uh, yeah, Matrix, I would definitely say, is... Well, it's definitely Cyberpunk, and it's definitely a cult classic. Robocop. I would definitely not want to exist on a Robocop. Nope. Tron. Maybe. I feel like the Tron universe wouldn't be terrible. Especially if you were just a regular person. Would you say... No, I wouldn't call Cowboy Bebop Cyberpunk, even though it is, no. like... Total Recall, Dread. I could see myself. Minority Report they have listed as a side. I don't know if I can classify this. Cyber. A cyberpunk society. Come to think about it, they're like, all kind of dystopian. They're all pretty. They all sound actually kind of low key shitty. Yeah, they're all kind of dystopian. The fucking DJ rays have to be sick, though. Yeah, those rays. Like the are best way I it. could imagine cyberpunk. Like the pinnacle of what I can imagine cyberpunk utopia being is Jet Set Radio Future. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that. Just like right. carefree rollerblading and graffitiing everything. Hmm. 
Cloud Atlas, Ready Player One. Yeah, I I can't say any of these I would really want to live in. Like, do you want to live in Blade Runner? Because I don't. What about Minority Report? Do you want to live in a police state? Because we are. I mean... (laughs) Being accused, I feel like Minority Report wouldn't be good for me to live in. But for you, I feel like you'd be fine. Hmm. Yeah, nah, I'm not really seeing yeah, anyone I'm not, that like, I would have wanted to live in. Um, ooh! A cyberpunk? Samurai Jack? You think so? Samurai Jack goes all over the place, like, environmentally, but there are definitely cyberpunk, cyberpunk elements. Yeah. yeah. Like, the whole first episode, when he goes into the nightclub. Yeah, no, that was definitely cyberpunk vibes. Have you heard the whole theory that Samurai Jack is actually Professor Utonium? From... Powerpuff Girls? Oh, wait. No, I haven't. Yeah, that's one of the weird theories that I've heard. There's a lot of, like... A lot of them are, like, based in creepypastas. Oh, yeah. I think you remember... You've told me about a couple of these creepypastas. I think... Were you the one that told me about the Ed, Ed, and Eddie creepypasta? I might have. Yeah, so the Ed, Ed, and Eddie creepypasta is, um, Ed, Ed, and everybody in Ed, Ed, and Eddie has been dead the entire time. Yeah. And they all represent kids from different eras of American history. Like, um, Eddie is a kid of the Depression, that's why he's obsessed with money. Ed is from the Eisenhower era, where, you know no parents really around, so he was really into escapism. Um, Kevin was a 90s latchkey kid. That's why he was rebellious and an asshole. Oh, well, I mean, I feel like... Like I said, I appreciate the genre. Not much else to it. I can't think of any cyberpunk reality I would want to live in. If you were going to have the modern plagues of Egypt, God. what would the modern plagues of Egypt be? I feel like famine is definitely still a relevant one. I was going to say, like, no Wi-Fi. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No Wi-Fi. No cell phones. Hey, you can keep the locusts. And the river of blood. That's no. the, those are fine. Nah, no, fuck the locusts. We get cicadas every seventeen years, so keep the plagues though. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. It what it, it's it's war, famine, pestilence, and taxes, right? Oh god. Uh, photo shoot? Uh, yeah, 15. 1500. Uh, but no, no buts. Just 500 deposit. No, you're working. <laughs> no, you're working. Thousand dollars. <laughs> it's not We gotta get to that money. I just get to the point where some photographers be like, I don't I don't wake up out of bed I'm, unless I make it 10000 <laughs> I can't wait till I am that rich. Yo, look, I got a tweet saved in my drafts right now. It was like, how rich do I got to be before pet hair doesn't show up on my black clothing anymore? <laughs> 
I'm like, yo, I'm tired. I'm tired of living a peasant life. It's not fair. These rich motherfuckers get COVID and then like they be in the hospital for like two days. Just stem cells. Just stem, stem cells. cells. Like that's it. How? It's, like, it's not even legal, man. So like, yo, I got the stem cell concoction, no, man. They can fly you got the, the flu in Germany, son. Man, you got ill cure. The flu instantly ill cure. AIDS instantly ill cure. Gonorrhea instantly. Yo. Hey, man. Hey, if you got some bad skin, man, just pour this, pour this stem cell lotion on, man. Look, my nigga, my nigga, look, y'all already know what it is. We are rising up and crashing through. It's the flood with uh, Doc currently at the moment. Dig is uh, missing in action. If y'all know where he is, please um, send him home. He's got a collar with the address on it. Yeah, but I'm here with my man yeah. Jam. Jam, tell the people about yourself, man. Uh, so I go by DJ Just Jam, some local DJ. Done a lot. Do photography, videography, you know, U.S. veteran, Howard grad, Howard alumnus, proper terminology. Um, you know, just moved back here, back out here about six months ago. And, you know, I'm just trying to do my thing in DMV. Then go wherever life takes me after that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, me and Jam, we go way back. Way back. Way back. I've known this man since high school, you know, two flats and all that. Jam, normally when we have new guests on the show or returning guests on the show, we like to uh, have people come with a position that, you know, they stand for. Something that they are a hill that they are willing to die on. But since this is the flood, we like to call it an island here. Jam, do you have an island for us today? Yeah, okay, so I got a couple takes for y'all, right? The first take, man, I, I like to spread user awareness. I'm an IT guy, so I like spreading knowledge. It is unless you are rich, and when I say rich, unless you make it in like 250000 up, 300000 if your paychecks, if you can spend 1500 and not blink an eye, and that's more like... A hundred mm. bucks to you. Mm. You don't need mm. to buy no new Apple products. I know that's extreme, but please hear me out. Hear me out and listen, right? So, Apple is proprietary. What that means oh. is all the parts that are in a MacBook, in recent MacBooks, Teach em. work the same as normal computers. Okay. Normal Microsoft computers, just that it has that app price tag on it. Mm. Like, Ain't no difference. Not a difference. Not a difference. You say that RAM is the same. That RAM, man, you can upgrade your RAM. You can. All right, so they're selling these MacBook Airs. Like I'm on tirade against MacBook Airs. Those are crappy computers. Like, please stop buying them. Mm. Stop buying Mm. MacBook Airs. What would you buy instead of a MacBook? You can get a used MacBook Pro. And let me tell you something about these MacBook Pros. So you have whatever new model they're working with, and then you get the unibodies. They stopped making unibodies in 2013, 2012, 2013. The thing with the unibodies is that was superior engineering. Honestly, because you could crack those things open, you could replace the RAM, you could replace the hard drive, put an SSD there. Um, you can replace just about everything without compromising on the logic board on that. And you can make a better computer. You can make a stronger computer for less than $500 upgrades. Shit, so you saying take the old body, swap all the parts out for, you said about 500 less than 500 and you... 
brand new computer. Yeah, look, yeah. Like look, you I told get... you, we, look, we was talking off mic. I got that old MacBook Pro. That that joint probably like a 2011 though. Yeah, 2011 was still with that body, man. You can but, replace the RAM, place the battery, replace um, turn that hard drive into an SSD. You can get an SSD for a terabyte SSD for about 250 bucks. Shit. Internal, you internal or external? Man, where were you like? Fucking four months ago, <laughs> when that is, shit crashed but, on but me, thing, bro. Where was you when I needed you, dog? So but, nah. but yeah, yeah, check it out. Here's the thing. Yeah, I learned this the hard way because yeah. you know, first got to the Air Force. Do. I think we all do, man. Got a little bit of money, got a little bit of credit. Oh yeah. I financed a MacBook Pro for like a thousand dollars. What's the interest on that joint? Oh, the interest was. Something stupid. It was like one of those cars. So it was like, I want to say 8%. Oh, damn. I mean, eh, I had good credit at the time. Yeah, but but just like, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. young airmen mistakes. You still had to fight. You still had to finance that joint, right? Yes, so, I had to finance that joint. Yeah. And then, you know, I worked, this is like when I was still learning, learning about the industry. You know, I was still working. And then it's like, I went around people in my shop and I told them, like, you know, I just find some math. Everybody laughing at me. I'm like, why are yeah. these people laughing at me? Yeah. Why are they laughing at me? Be like, and then somebody, like one of my supervisors, took me aside, took a part computer, showed me all the parts. This, that, third, this, that, third, RAM. And Damn, I was working with computers. Literally broke that shit down to you. Right. <laughs> like, and it's like, you know, we watch YouTube, YouTube videos. Cause I was working at Skiff at the time. So it was like, we okay. was watching um, videos at the time. And I'm looking at, yo, these are the same exact parts. What you mean? Like, app, like Apple likes to have proprietary control and likes to get all their money and keep all their money in-house. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even with That's Apple Care, I'm going to tell you something about Apple Care, too. Fucking Epic Games right now, yeah. right? Oh. <laughs> that whole shit. That, Man, see, but that's what I'm going to tell you, about. these IT industries, everything's proprietary, but another thing with Apple Care, Apple Care covers a good amount of stuff, but if you have water damage, it's game over. Like, I remember I had, a, I had another MacBook um, in 2013. Um, got my refund check, and... I left my computer out in like the lobby of my living room. Yeah, that makes no sense. Lobby of my living room. My living room. <laughs> living room. No, okay, can, lobby, yeah. living room, you know. We can edit that. Apart out. Apartments, <laughs> houses. <laughs> like, yeah, that main area, you feel me? Yeah. All right. The I gym, took a nap. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I remember I took a nap. Late. And I couldn't. I took a nap. I came back from a MacBook. My MacBook wouldn't turn on. So apparently, uh -oh. the dog was let loose in my house and poured some water on my MacBook. It, like oh, no. and my friends did a really good job of cleaning it up like nothing ever happened so I'm sitting over here <laughs> spending six hours trying to turn this thing on Shit. and I'm like alright cool you, well, you know what's wrong with the problem the simple problem right yeah yeah right simple problem right. I take it's it a little I take bit it water that. damage that's nothing that's yeah nothing. I take it to Apple Store out in um Crystal City Right, Crystal City, um, out in Virginia, man. Ooh, and this okay. dude looks at me, be like, "Oh yeah, you know, we opened your MacBook. There's a little bit of blue here. This blue signifies water damage. Um, the water damage. In order for us to fix your MacBook, sir, um, it'll cost you well, um, five hundred dollars. Like, I'm looking at this uh, spot. This little blue spot's no bigger than a mother penny. Penny, little blue spot. Five hundred dollars to switch a penny out, like, yeah, oh my like, god. Oh, I'm like, oh my god. This, see, that shit. That's the kind of shit that kill me, yo. It's like printer ink, son. Like to get a screen replaced, you crack the screen on your phone, right? And you would think, yeah, that's nothing, right? You know, you can swap that out swap for another. That out, and, they, right. and they like two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, especially with like Apple products. That's all proprietary. It's yep. all proprietary, man. So it's like. 
the sad the sad thing about like just the face of just IT people um and our people's relationships with technology is the fact that technology is getting more and more complicated and the average consumer is becoming less and less educated or for mm. better terms the, the user's just becoming dumb yeah and it's just like it's up to us just to continue it's like granted you got people that are in their 60s 70s 80s that you know a lot of the technology we use is a foreign language to us that's understandable but right. if you are under the age of 40 right it's like you need to learn <laughs> hey, you about can... your phone social media you should not be asking your grandkids how to work your new thousand dollar phone if you bought a thousand dollar phone you should, you should know, know how, how to work that phone <laughs> nobody's Lord. expecting you to get into a jet plane and knowing how all the switches and stuff work right? right but if you buy a Lamborghini you should probably know how to drive that motherfucker right because right? it's not the same as driving a regular car I feel what you say hey man and that's another thing I want to talk about. Just, you know, brand names or not. People that, that will die on hills for brand names. I'm yeah. just like, yo, just buy within your means, man. Yeah. Whatever you think is a nice flex is going to be a nice flex, man. People get clouded by all this social media bullshit. Like, all right, cool, man. I'm driving a Mercedes, man. Yo, I want to get myself a Mercedes. It's like, bro, if you don't got the Mercedes money, Let man, me. don't buy a, a Mercedes with 100,000 miles at a terrible APR. And right, right, right. <laughs> And I was going to say, and Mercedes money ain't just lot price, yo. Like, you got to think about that Mercedes upkeep because Mercedes yes. brakes ain't cheap. Mercedes tires ain't cheap. Mercedes tune-ups ain't cheap. Like, Mercedes BMW, man, it's perfectly okay to trap out in a Toyota, a Honda, yeah. <laughs> you know, for a I couple years. I got a motherfucking Chrysler, yo. Ain't man, it's okay. Look. It's Look. okay, man. You got a car, and you can take that car up and down, whatever, east, west, south coast, wherever you at. Right, man, motherfucking so. Bill Gates drive a Toyota Prius, don't he? <laughs> right, man. It's like, come on, man. you can, once you once Leonardo you Leonardo DiCaprio drive a Toyota Prius. I'm yeah. sure not all the time, but the point is, is, don't fall for all that. Like, don't fall for the opie dope. Don't. Oh, yeah. Please, don't, man. Like, I just want to Stop people... giving these brands the respect. Like, I mean, there's a reason why Apple is the world's most profitable brand, right? Right. Because like, of that proprietary business they be dealing with. Right, man. Like, the all new in-house. iPhones don't even sell charges anymore. I'm just like, yo, like, why? Why? What? Like, why Old do you time. keep punishing your customers? I saw like, that. Like, why are they not selling chargers anymore? Because can't you only use Apple? Like, doesn't the phone tell you, like, this is not an Apple brand charger? Man, you, you got this. cheap Apple product. You got phone, <laughs> man. The only reason why I have an iPhone for real. Oh, my God. Because, honestly, it got to a point, and I realized this early in my entrepreneur career, that you got to be able to communicate on mediums people are used to communicating with. Like, yeah. I got myself, um, like, the Note 4, before they made an explosive note. Um, <laughs> I got myself, like, the Note 4, and I'm trying to text people, book clients, this, that, and the third. People get away and say, oh, man, your messages are coming in green and whatnot. And I'm just like, yo, wow, that don't, that don't mean no, no, make no damn difference, man. Right. So I'm going to switch to iPhone, man. Business just got different. Like, That's crazy. That being able to FaceTime somebody is different, man. And it's just like, you know, like, Apple is always and forever going to have the phone game on lock. Granted, if they're, if somebody creates a better um, interface and they got enough celebrity to push that interface. I was getting ready to say this all branding, though. This all branding. All right. But 
getting back to your hill though, I definitely feel like that's 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 a smooth island right there because when you especially when you wandering around the Mac store and you looking at or the Apple store and you looking at them price tags on that and on everything and they're the them fully loaded, fully decked out MacBook Airs. It's it, it's insane, yo. Like, Man, that's all a bunch of text, but if you understand what the text is saying, then you're going to be like, yo, why the hell am I spending this much money on this toy? Exactly. So it's exactly. like, here's the thing. If you're listening to this right now, you're thinking about buying a MacBook, holler at me. I guarantee you I can <laughs> cut that price in half. I guarantee, guarantee I can cut that price in half. And I can find you something. And another thing about Mac products they don't get old. They have the Intel Pentium processors. Like they, yeah. them things will run for forever. They don't slow down. You if just they, be up the map. That you part. Just that part. Upgrade the RAM. Update the iOS. That thing running brand new every time, all the time. So, like I said, yeah. I just want to help people. I want people <laughs> to become. I want users to become more aware and not susceptible to being duped or cyber attacks. Yeah. So. That, yeah, because we definitely going. I mean, we'll see if we got time to get into that. Because I definitely had the. Did you see uh, the yeah. Louisiana cyber attacks and the National Guard had to step in? I know, Mr. Veteran. I know you was probably hit to that shit way before I even saw it. I'm trying to figure out where I. I Probably I mean, nothing, or something. Uh, nothing surprised me. I mean, I saw the headline. I'm just not surprised because you got to realize that the areas that don't have the most, don't have user awareness, mm, they're mm-hmm. more susceptible to cyber attacks because like you got people buying, buying these phones, like leaving their Bluetooth on, um, people buying computers, not buying, fi- paying the extra money for a Norton firewall. Bluetooth. Ooh, Norton? Norton. So you back in Malware bytes. Yeah, McAfee is like, all right, cool. McAfee is like the lifestyle condoms of firewalls. Just damn, you know damn. <laughs> man, shots fired. Shots yes, fired. Man. My yeah. man's <laughs> the fucking... Cheap products, like, you get what you pay Ooh. for. Get what you pay for. It's, it's like, maybe I want bus. To... Yeah, exactly. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Man, uh, like I got a lot of hot technology takes, man. Just something. Well, that's why we invited you on years. today. That's why we invited you on today because I knew you would have some fire content, and I knew you would have some fire opinions on some of the things that we're gonna get into today. But uh, did you say you had another uh, island that you wanted to get into? Yeah, being a college athlete myself, college athletes need to get paid. Period. Point. Mm, mm. What did you What did you run in college? Man, I ran track, man. That's, um, uh, that's right. You was running track when we was in high school. Yeah, started me out as a sprinter. They was trying to get me in mid-distance, but I was a walk-on. I ended up stopping because of NCAA changes, coach changes, Mm. and the NCAA was actually coming down at Howard. Okay, um, talk about it. In 2011 for some bullshit. So, one thing I'm going to say, HBCUs, PWIs, I'm not even trying to bring in that argument, but when it comes to sport programs, um... The NCAA is scared of HBCUs becoming like super superpowers and dominant in the in the field. Yeah, they're scared. They're going to sanction these schools. They're going to come down these schools. If you got a promising athlete at HBCU, um, Uh, it's up to the treatment is different. Oh, the treatment is so much different because it's like the powerhouse schools. Right. right, are literally the tiers that the tier that people scout from the pros from. 
Yeah. That's how it's been for years. I yeah. love the fact that NBA is starting to flip the script, that a lot of players are going to play overseas or going to the G League. And mm. now um, California passed that bill where athletes can get paid. But the NCAA extremely paid because there's probably somebody listening to me right now that's like, oh, man, they're getting their college paid for. Oh, man, like, you know, oh, they're yeah. the man on campus. Man, right. I don't care about these student athletes, this, that, and third. Yeah, bigger well, that idea is so washed. Anyway, I get tired of people talking like that because these kids are literally, like, they're, they're working. Like, they are bringing the college so much money and like revenue and if you play in for like d1 schools and stuff like that you talk about like some of the i saw a study a while back that said the highest paid non-government official in most states was the fucking like college sports athletic coach yo (laughs) like right like yo like like rick pinto Rick Pinto, um, Krzyzewski, like, their paychecks are crazy. It's just like, and they literally just be sending people left or right to the league. But the thing is that the big schools, like, you got your Alabamas, you got UMD, you got Duke, you got UNC. You got schools that for years that that have been throwing people into the league. I mean, you got guys that do one and done, and I don't understand why the NCAA like wants to do one and done because that doesn't in my opinion that doesn't ever build a program especially with basketball players it doesn't build a program Dude, like they're not worried about building a program anymore so you calling out the blueprint right now like what they what has happened is the curtain has been pulled back thanks to like athletes like lebron and them pushing for more like i guess presence from the athlete in the money-making decisions right. like yo you know they're i they're requesting now to be a part of this shit. It's like, what the fuck are the owners even really when we're the ones out here bringing... People aren't coming to see James Dolan in them. Right. Like, Man, do, do not get me started on the next. Do not get me started on the next. Oh, my... Yo. But you got my point, though. So. Oh, my goodness, man. That is another cyborg conversation. We got to focus on the college aspect. Yeah, yeah. No, but, like, yeah, bringing it back in, though. Like, say what you got to say about this. All right, stuff. so let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, like, the life of a student athlete, right? Right. So, right. wake up early morning around 5, 6. You got your AM practice. Then you got your breakfast. Then you got to do, you know, fit, go to class, you know, try to go to class. Yeah, try to go to class, right? You know, then you got to go to, um, no, 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 no. You got your main practice sometime in the af- afternoon. Two days, three days, type, that type of game. Oh, it's not even two days anymore. It's like you got two practices. Yeah, you got two practices. You got your morning practice, then you got your midday, like, afternoon traditional yeah. practice practice, yeah. like what you actually practice for. Right. And then you got to fit in, go into the weight room, because you got to work with the strength training coach, mm. and you have to be in a program with them. The strength training coach, like, they might have you in there for an hour two hours, because at the end of the day, that's training. And yeah. let's say, so it's like, you're training. training. <laughs> yep. And it's like, and you have to go to wait, and you have to go to athletic training for recovery too. Yeah. You're gonna be an hour in there already. Yep. And then most schools they have mandatory study hall, so you gotta be an hour, two hours in there yeah. studying, man. So that's already eight hour day. Yeah. And then you have to fit in classes as well. That's cool and fine if you go into the pros, but at the end of the day, college is about networking too. So it's yeah. like if I'm okay. spending all my time Drop them jewels. in the go gym, ahead. right? Yeah. All right, cool. I still need to meet people. I still need to do A, B, and C. So am I really getting the college experience as an athlete? Mm. Mm. So that's another thing that people don't Yeah, I mean, it's like, at that point, you work in a professional athletic career. I mean, you're doing the same thing professional athletes would do, essentially, and trying to go to school at the same time. So it's, why wouldn't, why shouldn't you be getting paid, especially when 
like we were talking about, these athletic programs bring in a majority, I would say a majority of the revenue that keeps a lot of these colleges afloat. I mean, that's why tuitions and shit be so high, because they gotta account for the balance that they not making in the fucking revenue from the football games and shit. Right. But, at the end of the day, it's like, if you got a team that's making a billion dollars, like you got a brand that's making a billion dollars, all I'm saying is, like, you know, you get these players, chip them off anywhere between 10 to 15 an hour for the stubbles and offer that as a stipend in season. You feel me? 10, 15 an hour, they really need to be paying y'all enough to sustain some kind of lifestyle after the college experience just in case y'all decide not to pursue an athletic career because i mean we see here's another thing we're going to talk about later on but i mean just think about like abilities not afforded to black kids growing up you know what i mean use on my next bullet bullet right there use on my next bullet but finish look see that's what we're gonna like well i showed you this study that was talking about the um, financial cost of racism, race, racial bias since since 2000. Like this isn't even going all the way back. But this economist and I have to look up her name when we uh, actually get into the discussion a little bit here, or maybe I should just look up her name now. But she figured it in the figure of like 16 trillion dollars. 16 trillion dollars that financial rate or excuse me that racial bias has cost this country since just 2000 diana peterson she worked with a with city group as a global economist there and just like in her spare time did this like fucking 200 page research paper oh no excuse me 104 page report that she did in her spare time just to just to run the numbers on what we could be looking at if, you know, there wasn't so much racial bias in this country. Man, my thing is, is that people could be whatever color they want to be or whatever color they identify themselves to be because, you know, this is 2020. (laughs) We have to have (laughs) open-minded different perspectives. You talking about Rachel Dolezal? (laughs) <laughs> look, 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 we're not gonna we're not gonna talk bad about any Howard grads right now. Oh god <laughs> No, are you still saying to her? Y'all can't we're not, her. we're not gonna talk bad about any Howard grads. That's fine. But the fact of the matter right. is at the end of the day money is green. Yeah. And driving me back to the student athletic point, you got a lot of families, you got a lot of, Talk oh. that black Republican shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I try to give both sides. Like I'm no way a Republican, but I the thing it. is, my thing is, you gotta know how both sides think, so you know how right. to move, you know how to exactly. to swift. And the thing you is, know how to di- swim through these waters. There's a difference between calculating risk and a surprise attack. Okay. Ooh, ooh, talk to him. All right, talk so to him. So if you know, if you perceive something to be a threat, right, a threat to you in any sort of way, um, know the circumstances of the situation. Why it's not only a threat to you, but the threat from the other side, right? Not saying that you know politics can turn violent right but know why your enemy is angry right like know what their motivations are because if you understand your enemy's motivations then you 
can formulate a better plan of attack or like right even at least maybe stay on the, at least provide some sort of defense for yourself there you go because let's say you might not be the offensive our person to take attack and like I say you got your fighters and you got your you got your fighters you got your lovers if you're gonna be a lover you at least gotta be a defender hey they there you go and that's what I was getting ready to say is sometimes you may even once you understand their motivations you may be able to attack from a point of empathy you right. can show them that you two can work together to achieve a better process. But, man, that part, that part right there, because I feel like that's what the, the issue is right here, man. Talking about, you know, how much racial bias has cost this country. Like, we are effectively pushing to work against each other more and more every day. When... I feel like all these studies are coming out proving the exact opposite. The more we work in different spheres of perspectives and influences and coming together with different points of view seems to prove to solve problems and issues at a greater rate than what we were seeing before. Like, it's right. just people peoples of different backgrounds <laughs> working together to solve the same issue makes for better solutions every time is effectively what I was trying <laughs> to say there. No, it, and you're 100% right, man, but not everybody's going to be open to a whole bunch of people influenced y'all because if you really look at the whole racial systemic race systemic racism it's rooted in classism oh absolutely it's rooted in classism absolutely. and I, I remember one of my professors shout out to Fred <laughs> <laughs> uh, my man Fred Hampton one of my only I don't have a lot of heroes or people that I would call heroes right because I don't get into like hero worship personally because right. Hero ideology is so finicky, right? That's why they say never meet your heroes because right. you grow up idolizing somebody and then you may find out something about them that has been kept hidden from you and it completely changes your perspective, perspective on that yeah. person. But Fred Hampton is one of the only dudes who I will call a hero of mine because if you know anything about Fred, we talked about Fred recently on a pod, but this man was making huge sweeping political and community changes from like the age of 16, yo. Facts. Never like, and you know us, we're completely like positive. As long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else, you do what you do. But Fred never did any drugs, didn't smoke, not a joint, didn't drink, not liquor. I don't even know if the man drank coffee, yo. <laughs> like Fred was a smooth G, son, and like clean, like cool G. He did a lot for the community back And they kept death. that nigga in his sleep. Son. <laughs> Fucking terrible. God damn it. Man. You talk about... And like, yeah, man. Like, the things that he was doing in his neighborhood and his community. And we're talking about affecting, like, financial growth. And, like, just the ability of the peoples to be able to support themselves and it blows my mind because constantly you know that side of the aisle is always talking about these entitlement programs and why does the government need to support you yeah man <laughs> here we are at the end of the day like you gotta realize how much is owed in reparations and yes that's the one another mm. stance i'm gonna take on take on because all right I'm about to... My man want to talk about reparations. Oh, shit. Jam going to break right. down. <laughs> so, we fundamentally, 
you have to look at the way we're taught history. Right. And the biggest crime uh, of our time is the fact that history books are made in Texas. Whew. All right. Whew. Now you're really talking to them. I don't think they're ready for this conversation. Like, you see what happens when Ziggy's not here? Oh, it's terrible. We're talking about race relations. <laughs> race relations. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> or just the American perspective, per se, is fundamentally warped. You gotta mm -hmm. realize we have been an imperialist country for years. All America does oh, absolutely. is. We're an imperialist invade. republic. You feel me? Like, whatever type of lands, um, Manifest Destiny, um, Containment, Iron Curtain, all those terms you learned in history, like, Ooh. those Ooh. were, those literally were terms to disguise mass murder. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? So, <laughs> I, I can really go in, but oh, yeah, we, I'm gonna wrap back no, to my point, yeah, to but, saying that war on drugs, um, the war on drugs, the decriminalization, the crime bill in the, in the early 90s, all that stuff, it was targeted towards black folks. Specifically. Our country, the how we're taught history gives people a fear of African Americans if you really think about it. And, and you don't like even we're really like the have fucking to think boogeyman about or some shit. You feel me? Yeah. And it's not the case. Jigaboo. <laughs> <laughs> they literally used to call us spooks, dog. Like, yeah. Like, and that's they, why the that's why the clan dresses up as ghosts, right? Because the only thing that was scarier than white people to black people was fucking ghosts, apparently. I mean, shoot, Lovecraft has spelled it out yeah, perfectly. Right. We got monsters, <laughs> demons, and all this stuff. Oh man, fucking yeah, you gotta, Lovecraft. You gotta, People that lack the melanin that's still scary. Yeah, scarier than the fucking monsters that was running around. Right. I'm like, yo, how are you? Can you top a monster? Oh, that's how you can top a monster. monster. Okay. Racism. <laughs> Racism. Isn't that what Scooby Doo taught us? People are scarier than monsters. Right. Is 100 percent of but the But just time. get back to my point, man. Because yeah, I don't look, like. Because we could go. I don't like. I'm not trying to like preach quote unquote extremism right now, but. Yeah. Perception is reality for most folks. And Isn't it sad is, that we have to say that? I'm sorry, yo, but it, it, it's sad that we have to say that, like, because we're just talking something like the. Honestly, it's the honest, unaffected truth, and we have to say that we're not coming from an extremist point. We're not. Yeah, we're not, because the thing is, is that you talk about subjects that are triggering to a lot of people. It's like you, you have people. You gotta realize that to, in America. You can grow up white and not in certain parts of this country and never have to interact with another person of color, whether it be Hispanic, Asian, African, whatever. Like that, that's real. That's I you, mean, like that's where the suburbs like now came you see from. like a, a a darker Italian person, you know. That's where the suburbs came. But you absolutely right, right. though. Like, so that's it's like, like it's like when these issues what white flight do. When these issues are presented, it's like these people—well, not even saying these people, but people that were grown that grew up in those areas—see see them on television. It's like, man, that doesn't affect me. Why do we keep? Why is this point still keep on coming up on right. television? Why is this such a big thing? Why is the oh, world great. shifting this way? I'm not gonna way? be able to go to Target for the next fucking week because they stole everything. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but the thing is, is that these are affecting. 
people in America and the it, perception you have is right. not necessarily reality. It's the it's the whole world perspective. Yes. And a lot of people like to go about their day, go about their routine and feel 100% safe when in reality as a black man in America, you have to constantly watch your back. Constantly watch out for this, that, and the third. Like, yep. fact of the matter is, you could get stopped by a police officer, not have a problem. I, I get stopped by a police officer. I have to make sure I'm on my P's and Q's. You know, make sure my voice doesn't sound super aggressive. I have to be like, hello, sir. How are you today? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, would you like my ID? Hey, my both hands are on the steering wheel. My ID's in my glove compartment. No, oh, I, I put my hands out the window it. every fucking time, yo. I'm not gonna lie to you. I roll the fucking window down, and when they come up, my hands are out the window, and they're like, hey, officer, <laughs> I have nothing in my hands. <laughs> you see my hands right here. Yep. But Open. It's, and- it's like, but the thing is, the best thing you can, that you can do, if you feel like you yeah. fell into that category, um, the best thing you can do is just educate yourself. There's nothing wrong with educating yourself no, on black issues, with um, oh, yeah. class issues, yep. with... Everything because Get hit. just learn from a different perspective, and at the end of the day, it's like that's gonna build. That's gonna build not only more self-respect for yourself, but just your overall understanding of the world. And if you understand the world better, you can move better. Hey, empathy doesn't matter man. what color. Doesn't matter what color you are. No, it really and and it's sad because at the end of the day, it really doesn't. Right? We're all you know under this umbrella together, under this existence trying to figure out the purpose and the meaning of it all but we just get caught up in these these crazy systems that we've developed that ultimately (laughs) not to be all like fucking esoteric but i mean they're meaningless at the end of the fucking day the government is like what do you mean just give you guys money to to live like what we can't do that and it's like no you you literally can you guys like increase the deficit all the time for should you find necessary like building billion dollar trillion dollar jet planes that don't work keeping bases up in countries that we destabilize because of um what i have access to i can't talk about yeah look we're not (laughs) gonna get you caught up hey if you want me to talk about some fraud waste and abuse um, shout out to ted yeah government spends a lot of money on you things most people would find interesting yeah, like I said, I don't want this oh to get God. out, and you, man, no, I get you don't in trouble. Even gotta, look, yo, trust me, you don't even got to get me started. I already <laughs> no, I'm hip. You should listen to the pod more because I be talking about it all the fucking time, man. Mm. And they need to spend some money down there in fucking Louisiana because they, <laughs> or on fucking Donald Trump's goddamn emails. You, you know, it's crazy to me that after four years of screaming about emails, right, <laughs> this motherfucker gets his email hacked, and it turns out that his. Did you saw this shit? His password is MAGA2020, bro. You have to realize somebody that this is idiot. over the age of 70. That, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You gonna play cyber attacks right now? No, no, I'm not playing devil's advocate for him, but people in his age bracket. Because, you know, my grandmother is susceptible to this. Like, yo, people who are yeah. your grandmother, your grandmothers, your grandfathers, your people older than 70 are the most susceptible to cyber attacks right now, especially if they have, like, just basic phones. They don't have to be on their phones all the time, but you just got to realize that, you know, help them out with passwords, first and foremost, because, like, 
passwords will always be something super simple. Um, make sure, like, you know, they got proper firewalls. Make sure they have, um, you know, they have, like, whatever help, extra help is needed. Like, I know I was looking at, um, like, some computer services, they have, like, a 24-7, like, help desk support or whatever. Just get that for your, get that for your, like, your, your, your loved one. Because, um... You don't want them calling you at fucking <laughs> 3 in the morning. We're going to talk about, uh, I don't know. I was just checking my bank account. And I had a couple thousand dollars here, and now everything's coming up in red. I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, Grandpa got hacked. <laughs> Damn. But you don't ever want to get those phone calls, man. Just make sure they have the, the help they need. And there's another point I wanted to drive across before we got into um, the the orange dude. Um, mm. fuck, what was I gonna say? Um, it, it was another it was another good point too. Oh, vo- um, VoIP attacks. So voice over IP attacks. So ah. social security, like those people that are calling social security because I know um. I knew a couple people that had loved ones that were always getting those threatening calls from like the Social Security Administration. Yeah. This that, and third, those are not real. I just want to let you know those are not real. Yeah. Like those offices will never contact you. Um, don't call those numbers back. Don't even answer the phones. Don't answer your scam likelies. Don't answer your scam likelies because the thing damn. is, they can record your voice and they can replicate it over simple information if they have more information. So. You just have to be careful. Okay. Yeah, you have to be extremely careful yeah, with I, phone calls, too, because those attacks are real, too. I feel like most of our user base probably... Our user base. I feel like most of our listener base probably knows that, but let your, let your loved ones and stuff know that, too, because, you know, every now and again, I do like to pick up a scam likely call just to see what kind of shit they got to say to me. And be quiet. It'd be quiet. Yep. And as soon as you say something, clip off. That's a voice recorder. Yep. Yep, that's it. That's oh that part. See, and it's it's so common nowadays. It's terrible, man. I feel like people don't even pick up their phones anymore because <laughs> most of the time when it's a random number calling you, it's one of them joints. Most of your peoples will probably text you before they call you, like, "Yo, you right. busy? I gotta call you real quick." Man, uh, but yeah, it seems like they used uh, what they called uh, router as a remote access trojan or rat software to infiltrate computers and networks down there uh, known as Kim Jong Rat. Oh, so it was a North Korean. <laughs> so it was a North Korean attack down there in Louisiana. That's all this shit. Where were all these people months ago? Why are they now like fucking a couple of weeks before the election? Is it like some kind of some kind of marathon going on to see who can There's got to be some kind of international like poker game going on where they're all taking bets to see who can fuck up the U.S. elections the most. Yeah, well, man, political destabilization is more of a mental battle than it is. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and uh, Russia is fucking king at that shit. I mean, the thing is, just having a smarter user base, I mean, for people who have common sense... You know what's coming for the people that are disconnected, and the yeah. sad thing is, you got a lot of people in America still living like it's 1865. Yeah, some of them there, stuck there are in the super 1980s. rural parts of this country that you know those are the people that are um, affected most by um, propaganda. I oh say. yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're the ones who are the most. 
you know, disconnected from the rest of the world. Like you said, those are those isolated communities where they grow up without seeing anybody from shit outside of their fucking community. Right. That's why they be like, that's why there's a battle against the coastal elites and all that. Yeah, man. So, let's. Did you watch the debates at all, Jay? <laughs> man, I love watching the Kamala Mike Pence one, man. Cause I, yo, I know Howard women. I know Howard AKAs. Mm. I know people that know Kamala cause she went to she went to Howard University, man. So she was. So you watched the like, home team effect? Did you watch the last Biden and Trump debate at all? Yo, how how? I'm still trying to figure out how this man passed the polygraph. <laughs> You know he didn't. Come Come on. On. Like, how do you hold the top office and you lie this much? I'm yo, like, yo, this yo. thing about half truth, political truth, but outright lying. Yo, I fuck that half truth bullshit, son. I, oh my god, that is like, uh, like a thing they specifically invented for him, yo. Like, yo, I want, yo, I want to uh, know what's included in a, in a, in a lie detector, a 45 lie detector test, man. I, I'm like, yo, bruh, like, this is unex... You can't... Yo, you have video of you saying this stuff. Like, I know people, you know, Republicans want to go back and forth be like, well, Biden sound like he was old, this, that, and the third. And yo, I'm just they're like, both old. Like, they're both that, old white men. They keep attacking Biden on, like, the things that he's actually not terrible at, and it's like... <laughs> they attacking his son, like his son. Right. Yo, at least attack somebody that's at least here to defend his actions, right. man. Trump's kids angels, like come on, man. You Please. see Baron. Look at Baron. You know Baron be burying squirrels in the backyard. It's like that's not fair. People are gonna be like, leave the children out of this. Yo, you know how tall that boy is, Baron? Yeah, ain't he only like eleven? He's like twelve or thirteen. He's oh, already like six foot three. Get the fuck, you're lying. Yo, he was 11 years old at 5'11". Now, I'm not kidding, like, yo, at the end of the day, that man got career, hey, he got career's most basketball player ever, but... That's crazy, oh yeah, he is 14 years old now. Oh my god, he looks so different. Wait, what happened? What happened? I don't understand. It's called growth hormone. <laughs> Yo. And he is, and you know, he is part Russian too, so. Oh you know. my god, that's crazy. It's like, he grew up fast. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god, you weren't lying. Oh my god. <laughs> he taller than his father. Yo, what happened? Oh my god, I'm lost. Like you, know, like, you look like one of them kids that, you know, you look at him and be like, I'm 14 years old. Like, yo. What the fuck? How already is he taller than fucking Donald? I'm weak. Holy shit. I really thought you were fucking exaggerating. Yo, no, that was I'm no not, cap. I'm not exaggerating. That That's... was no cap. Oh, but Donald is all cap, though, yo. Like, he is. I mean, like I said, his son might have a future career playing basketball or football, most likely football, because, uh, you know, well, they, they, you know they, Donald basketball too aggressive for him, but. Yeah, he, the, man, listen, they would drag him all around the court. They might drag him all around the field. His dad wanted to play football, but, you know, bone spurs or whatever the fuck it was that kept him. I mean, he had draft, he had, um, draft out Dodger. Yeah, exactly. My grandfather, my grandfather fought. In Korean War, like you know, like, I, like I, that's what I don't understand how people like that's what they see. It's another thing that I don't understand about his presidency. 
how people from the military can back him so die undyingly. Since the 60s, like I forgot what it's called, but it's pretty much their version. It's like Japanese version of the Simpsons. You said that's been on since the 60s. Yeah, it's like some I forgot what the Japanese show was, but they're like there were like only like three or four standing series that are just long. I know um, Detective Conan was one of them too. Like I don't know if everybody remembers Case Closed. Oh, Case Closed was my shit though. Yeah, like there were like a thousand episodes of that, but I think it actually ended. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Case Closed has been done since like 2009. Right. I mean, they gotta bring Bleach back. Damn. This the fucking see. That's another reason why. We was gonna talk about the nostalgia bubble, yo, because like all these fucking remakes and shit right now. I said last episode, I think it's because everybody's so stressed out right now yeah. that we can't handle new stuff. Right. <laughs> we only want things that are comfortable to us. The things we grew up with, things we know. <laughs> Please, bring, take me back to a time. Please, remake Lion King. Remake it again. Yeah. Give me another Lion King. <laughs> Anything that'll help me get over having to wear this fucking mask all the time, bro. Like, oh my god. It's like, it's getting to the point where, you know, I'm playing 2K now. It's like, I don't even play as a new team. I play as an old team, man. <laughs> I, I, I go back 96. to <laughs> 96 Bulls. Oh my Mid-2000s Rockets. Yep. Shoot, the Wizards with Gilbert Arenas. Trying to relive the good old times. <laughs> man, the Wizards are one team that had one off year and it came right back in the same spot as the eighth seed in the East. <laughs> oh, man. You see, the Lakers brought it home for Kobe. Man, the Lakers had to. Had you no knew, choice. yeah, it was gonna, that had to happen that way. And they had the two best players in the NBA and everybody else was like, you know, veterans, old or, you know, um, recreation league guys. <laughs> uh, well, you taking shots at Ice Cube's three on three league like that. Man, you know, hey, I like what Ice Cube's doing with the three on three league, but I it's do just too, like, but yo, it's definitely recreation league for retired <laughs> Joe. I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta realize with the NBA, they yeah. play an 82, 45 to 50 minute game. They're playing three to four, like at a very high level. And the thing that most people don't realize is how hard it is to play with that 24 second shot clock, man. It's like, I started oh, playing yeah. ball again recently, you know, just a recreation type thing, stay back in shape, man. And it's just like, you know, I'm sitting over here getting winded at half court. They go in full oh, court, and it's like, these teams got 10 seconds to get the ball up to the court, then f- literally four seconds to make a play. 14 seconds to make a play. And it goes, it keeps going back and forth. Yeah. Like, you gotta be in some crazy shape. So it's like, I see how a lot of players don't necessarily translate translate to NBA, and I see how why a lot of people get injured. Because the biggest thing is everybody want to talk about. Oh Danny yeah, Green. basketball is hard on the body, man. Like we were talking, I stand on the hill that fucking basketball athletes are like the most all around like peak physical human being. Because, I mean, football, like I said, we're not saying the physicality of it. Like, football is a very physically demanding game, but at least you get hit by a car most of the time once a week. (laughs) Like, yo, Yo. the fact that you got people running. And the action, the play action is short, too, in football, you know? Like, you know, you make them plays, and then they they have, like, rest time in between. Like, there's no rest time when you run in quarters, man. That dude's is up and down the fucking court. Playing defense, man, like. People don't appreciate good defenders, man. Danny Green, everybody was talking shit about Danny Green. Danny Green did his thing by playing defense. 
he made the whatever clutch three, one or two. He wasn't Dane Green on Spurs or Raptors, but you know, he was doing his thing. The dude that played absolutely terrible at There's No Excuse for is Kyle Kuzma, who's also going to be in Space Jam, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, Space man, Jam. yeah. Did you see the... Did, so, have you seen the... Um... I guess the plot line for the new Space Jam movie. I I like it. I like it. I you like the direction. You, so yeah. I'm I'm be open minded because it's like LeBron done put years of work into this, and I think like with his experience with media in general, yeah. I think he's gonna have a good product. Because I mean, if you watch the shop, like with Maverick Carter, like the shop, like oh, yeah, discussions, yeah. like yeah, those like no, all his content is pretty damn good. good. Yeah, that is pretty. The shop, and I've seen some pretty like provoking. I feel like that might even, if LeBron retired today, right, and did that full time, I think the shop would rival Hot Take, the Joe Rogan show. Right, and yo, all the smoke with my man Matt that's what Barnes. I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if man. LeBron decided Jack, he wanted to Jack do, five. yeah. If LeBron decided Ooh. he wanted to do what Joe Rogan is doing, I bet you he would pull the same kind of numbers. Right. He, son, like... Same kind of content, too. Yeah, like, LeBron, he gonna, he, he's going to be around for a very, very, very long oh, time. Yeah. And everybody's always doing the whole Jordan-LeBron thing. Like, the fact of the matter is, like, like Jordan's the GOAT, man. He's one of the greatest players, pound for pound, had the best team, had the best circumstances, and... But Buddy just has that killer mindset, bro. And yeah. it wasn't so much a mindset. I, I honestly think it was like some sort of chemical imbalance in his head that he had to be greater than everybody else. <laughs> he takes what shit way too personally. It it's was like, a gambling addiction. What that? It's <laughs> like, yo, it's like you be taking stuff. Like he's an Aquarius too, so he be taking yeah. everything personally. I'm no. like, yo, that's crazy. I forgot he was an Aquarius. Damn, yo. But yeah, nah. If that nigga had a gambling addiction. <laughs> what did he say? I had a I had a competition problem. That's a gambling <laughs> addiction. Yo. Competition problem, like bro, like you have to be number one all the time, my nigga. Yeah, and it's like, and everybody says, well, it took Jordan seven years to win NBA championship. Man, he won that shit. And he loved this shit, bro. Like, oh my yeah. goodness, yeah. the way he was playing, man. I'm surprised the Rockets even got them two championships in. I'm surprised that Magic, Magic didn't get one because I still say to this day, the closest thing we ever going to get to see Wilt Chamberlain again is what Shaq. But the thing with Shaq mm. is that Shaq didn't have mm. the work ethic like Kobe. If, Shaq, if you gave Shaq Kobe's work ethic, man, he would have been the greatest center of all time. Damn. Greatest center of all time. Damn. Because he's up there. He's already top five centers. I but feel like Charles Barkley would fight you over that. Yeah, Charles Barkley going to fight me over that. How many points did he ring? Are you going to be like that? Look, nah, because Barkley was a dog in himself. Look, Bar- I ring Chuck. <laughs> Barkley was a dog in himself, but it's just like, you know, he didn't. Uh, there's a difference yeah. between, like, yo, we could we do this whole basketball segment because there's a difference between winning basketball and being a good basketball player, See, man. Zig needs to be here for the. <laughs> if Zig was here. Man, yeah. I'll come, like, yo, that, I'll do this, man. If we want to talk basketball, I can come back and we can Oh, you definitely got to come back one time, man. I'm, that, I'm, a, I'm glad you're here for this right now, but you definitely got to come back for a full on, like, Interaction between the two of us, cause me and Danny, like we was in high school, all we talked about was basketball. Yeah. Like I remember I had math class with him and a couple other classes. Like I, like I said, I haven't seen Cuz since I graduated. So. That's right. Right. So when he does come back, man, we just gonna talk. We gonna chop it up oh, basketball. Really, that could be really a whole hour content right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. No doubt. I will know thirty 
30, 45 minutes a day just to get to work, travel, oh, traffic, or whatnot. If, you, if I give you as much productivity from my home, we do it online, I'm working with clients, we work with customers, I'm working trouble tickets, so I'm doing it from home, you're going to get a lot of productivity out of me because I'm in an environment that I feel comfortable in versus, versus having to go to work, having to wear, having to watch what I have to say versus A, B, and C and interactions with um, co-workers. Or whatnot. If I have digital interaction with coworkers, then it's easier to conduct business professionally. Yeah, man. Nah, I <laughs> honestly I feel like this COVID thing. It, I mean, it's not a new take, right? It's definitely changed a lot, and I do feel like teleworking is going to become a permanent structure. I mean, especially if places can cut down on costs by cutting down on like office space, like not having to rent huge offices, right. just smaller facilities for big things like meetings and stuff like that, then yeah, why why would they? <laughs> cloud migration, as far as everything, like all these digital interfaces are all part of cloud migration. Like the fact that yeah. it has literally transformed the way people have done business and there's so much money in it now. Oh yeah, right. I mean, we are totally living in the digital age. That's the next revolutionary age, right? Like we just yep. left the industrial era and we're now living in the digital era. Digital, <laughs> work them computers. <laughs> Everything. Get on that webcam. Niggas be tweeting from their refrigerator. Do your dance. <laughs> Do your dance. Yeah. Yeah. Tweeted from your Samsung washing machine. <laughs> like shit. Oh, the internet things. Like, that's another thing. Internet things. It's a beautiful thing, but like with every device, just because it has a connection to the internet, it also has to have some sort of protection. That's, um, yeah. I'm all I'm I'm a big cybersecurity nerd, geek, whatever you want to call it. Oh, um, man, you really got to chop it up because I feel like that's the next move, right? Is opening some black cybersecurity firm, right? Man, I hey. I got some ideas for that. I don't want to share my ideas, give other people my ideas. Right, but, put that shit into the zeitgeist, um, man. But I, I will. But every single innovation from this point forward is always going to need some sort of protection, man. You just can't go. I forget, uh, forgive me for saying this, but you just can't go and rob for innovation. You, <laughs> you have to have some sort of protection. You have to have some sort of protection for not only yeah. your ideas, no, but, but for the implementation as well. Because yeah, if it ain't your identity people will steal, then you know they'll be going through your pictures or they'll just turn the camera on and watch you. Like, I gotta get my son hip to all that stuff because, you know, with schooling and everything being online, he's, he's now gotta become computer... I guess we'll say savvy just the basic stuff like it's kind of like operating a car like you know the basic things about or should know the basic things about your car like how to change your oil or change your tires or turn yeah. your car work your car at least like you know how to turn the air on god damn yeah like, man it's, it's it's just gonna be interesting man because like I said too much integration some things don't need to be technology Integrate internet integrated or part of the internet things and some things, you know. What's the beautiful. what's the most egregious piece of techno internet integration you've seen that just made you like cringe? Like, let me think about that because like I said the whole appliances being connected to the internet kind of makes me cringe. I'm like, <laughs> did, did niggas not watch iRobot? Thank did you. Did not watch? No, my like, toast Terminator. Right. Like. I don't think um, my toaster jumping off the counter and shit at me. Um, my thing is not everything needs to have a webcam. 
So not everything, like, you know, as far as just gaming, like, you know, I used to like it where it's just like, you know, I could come to somebody's house and we could all play four player games, split screen. Like, yeah. niggas need multiple Xboxes, multiple PlayStation, right. multiple, multiple TVs. Televisions. It's like, yeah. yo, I got, like, yo, I just wanted to play, like, just wanted to play Overwatch with my friend next to me. I can't play Overwatch with my friend next to me. It's like, yo, hey, what did you do? Get yourself an Xbox One. Make sure it's Xbox One because we're playing on Xbox. They yep. haven't immigrated it yep. to multiple systems yet. <laughs> that part is so petty to me. It is 2020. Like, why have we still not, like, why is there not cross-platform? Like, come on. It's like, I know as you, as a parent, the fact that, you know, you have to spend so much on video games nowadays and it's just that like just I play them shits too but yeah I know no, no. I'm just saying it's like yeah. you know just but for but now I'm buying video games for two yeah, right yeah, exactly exactly I can't just buy one PSN account I have to get two, two PSN, PSN accounts, accounts two of everything like that and it's just like if they want like say for instance if you had another kid and they want to play with each other it's just yeah. like then, then it's yeah then we just keep doubling it up doubling it yeah, up yeah like the gaming industry is cleaning up right now but like it's just like yo dollars almost a hundred dollars a game at launch like, man if i'm paying 700 dollars for console 70 per game the motherfucker i want to be able to play that game split screen with somebody else there you go rounding it back now that part is so frustrating to me and that's really when I kind of like lost it with gaming is when they moved from like yeah local game local co-op games to like all online right like I don't want to be online because that's intrusive in itself man yeah and now I'm like separated from everything in my home just to play with people I'm already the people I'm already separated from like now I'm isolating myself even further to join another community of isolated people (laughs) so yo new life is so weird yo we took the internet and became way more like apart from each other with social with the thing called social media we are now more distant and disconnected from each other than we've ever been <laughs> right man listen 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 this social uh, media yo and the thing is it's like you know we're grown you feel me our, right, our brains right. are fully are about we fully grew up, like we we in our 30s now yeah, so and i feel like we grew up in in the in-between, as I like to call it. Like, right. we had the era before all this digital age, social media stuff, and we grew up with it, so we knew, like, I guess the seedier and the, like, darker parts of it. We grew up, and we were exposed to a lot of different mediums of technology. Yeah. Like, you know, the fact, fact that, you know, we, like, we was born 1990, 1991. Like, you know, we all had, like, the Disney cassettes, um, we had tape cassettes. Oh god, and yeah. we still got VHS tapes, yo. <laughs> like video game cartridges, and now we're migrating to something that's like like games can be completely digital or whatnot. But the fact of the matter is, with the ever growing presence of technology, it's like with us, there's an option yeah. to be yeah. around technology. Right. For them, it's just like it's part of daily life. Like yeah. I was watching like one of these little TikTok videos or whatnot, be like, how how you gonna hold up a phone, right? How you gonna hold up a phone? Just, just do the sign. Just, just hold up the phone, bro. <laughs> like you talking on the phone. Oh, oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I know you got it. You got it with the pinky out. The pinky and out. The thumb and you know, up. Yeah. 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 Get your son down here and get him. <laughs> hold up the phone. Right. What are you gonna do? You're probably just put it in his like palm up this. Yo, it's little, little differences yeah. like that. No, that part. 
That part It's crazy yo It's crazy But yeah Like you said Everything got a motherfucking webcam in it Everything connects straight to the internet Yeah man It's just too easy to view man Like once somebody has your IP address Man How do you feel about VPNs Cause you know the VPN push is real right now No you VPNs think it's worth are it? Bro, protection is worth it, bro. Like okay, I said, so you don't go and raw nothing. Yeah, yeah. You don't go and raw nothing, bro. Like yeah, VPNs. Like, yo, the fact of the matter is that you got companies that are making VPNs so easy that all you have to do is click, push, boom, it's there. Right. And you can tr- nat- or network, ad- network address translate anywhere you want. Like, you can get UK Netflix. UK's Netflix catalog is much bigger than America's. Netflix catalog. Isn't that some bullshit? It's some bullshit, bullshit, but it makes sense because at the end of the day, like, you, you gotta realize that, you know, streaming hasn't been um, regulated by the FCC just yet, mm. but it's still like... So, yeah, it's still kind of the Wild West out there with that shit, but I right. mean, speaking of Netflix, though, did you see uh, Netflix has just partnered with two huge studios in Japan and Korea and they looking to push out some more anime content yeah I think Netflix is definitely gonna be the way like Crunchyroll got a lot of competition yeah. I mean Crunchyroll is like still a standard man cause it was like YouTube Crunchyroll and... I hate Crunchyroll's interface yo it's so to, I, I don't know to me it's so difficult to navigate <laughs> no no I agree with you cause I mean I'm trying to log into my Crunchyroll and it's just like yo it's playing with me right now like, I forgot what issue I had but it's like, it's one of those issues where if I got to call customer service to get this resolved, then, yo, bro, you are losing. Like, you can't be... Yeah, nah. You, you got to make your shit accessible to people. And Netflix... Point Blake. Yeah, and Netflix is such a household name at this point. Like, I mean, I don't know. Me, personally, though, I use Hulu for a lot of my No, anime. Hulu... Yeah, Hulu, Hulu just... Does. Yeah, like, Hulu Plus, because I hate them commercials, yeah. man. Yo, I yeah. support branding. I support... <laughs> I support... All that stuff, man. But we in 2020, man. You can you can have in show ads, man. You can just have ads playing like on the side. Be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, cool. Like, yo, don't oh, man, take like, 30 seconds. What was that? The 10 by 10 box on the corner or whatever. Yeah. That yeah. I can mute if I need to. Right, man. Just just put that ad in there, man. You ain't gotta stop the whole show. And the thing with streaming ads, streaming ads are annoying because it's the same product over and over again. Thank if you, you watch television, if you watch television, you at least see different commercials. Yes. My God, man! No. How many times, like, bro? Some local commercials too. You know, you get a little taste of local flavor in there when you watch a regular. How many times are you gonna show me the same provident or provincial <laughs> like <laughs> insurance? Some insurance I'm never going to buy. <laughs> Next thing you know, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna buy the insurance. If I see this magician pull fucking a whole office out of this little girl's ear one more goddamn time i swear to god i'm gonna choke somebody i feel you yeah so. so hopefully some there's a streaming engineer listening somewhere and just please give yeah. us diversity commercials if you don't stop the whole program for some shows and netflix never needs to do commercials no. if netflix starts doing commercials that's going to be oh my netflix. god yeah and that's the reason why amazon prime gonna get into the game and hey amazon prime got some quality shows man besides the boys yeah the what boys else, is like you, you know, no. There's a Playboy documentary, a Hugh Hefner <laughs> Playboy documentary okay. that was absolutely amazing okay. on Amazon Prime. Was it a was it fair as they would call it, or do you felt like they covered you know a good spectrum of? It, it gave a good perspective because a lot of people have a lot of mis mis 
connotations about Playboy. They thought uh, Playboy right. was all about the pornography back in the day, right. but no. Yeah. Playboy was, was not only edgy magazine, but it took strong political stances uh, for civil rights movements. They had a lot of, they interviewed yeah. a lot of people, so... Yeah, like, Playboy when he, yeah. was totally problematic, but you know, Hugh, I guess, tried to find some sort of karmic balance for right. like the what he was objectively doing. And he had like an amazing he lived an amazing lifestyle. I, I mean, mean, yeah, I mean he, <laughs> what nigga wouldn't want to, you know, no, be but I'm saying up. Back, back when he had his show back in the 70s. Oh yeah, yeah. He had a when whole show that everybody forgot about. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah, a Playboy show. That, that was I was looking at his documentary and be like, "Dang, Nobody can do this nowadays, but no, absolutely not. They, like that was yeah. uh, somebody was talking about the Man Show the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, they totally couldn't do. Remember the fucking junkies bouncing on trampolines yeah. and shit. Like, nah, so that shit would probably cancel culture all day long. Man, with cancel that culture. Shit. The thing is, is that everybody is. It's great that everybody has perspective, and it's great that you know we're watching. We're respecting other people's spaces, we're respecting other people's boundaries, and we're doing things in human decency. Cancel culture, yes, for racism, but you have a lot of creatives out here that are trying to find their target audience, and it's just like, it's not established yet. And like, you know, they might post some risque content, or they might post yeah. something that, you know, you might not agree with, but at the end of the day, that person's trying to feed their family. You might not agree with their views, but like, are you going to watch any interviews, or are you just going to be outraged at one or two sentences? Right. It's it's almost like, where is the, where does it become, I guess, I don't want to say your fault, but it's like, yeah, I get tired of people who go to see a certain comedian and then get mad at a joke the comedian. Yeah, like... And it's like, well, isn't... what? At what part do we not hold you responsible for not doing your research on what kind of jokes this comedian tells? Like, right. I get it if you were, like, brought there by a friend and you weren't really expecting that to happen, but also... You're not gonna be there the entire time, or get up and walk out. You and have control the right. over exactly. the mediums. We yes. have more control over the mediums. If you don't like something, turn it can. off. Turn it off. <laughs> exactly. Like, granted, we can't turn off 45 Trump. I mean, no, oh, Dad. Mm. Damn it! I just dropped name dropped. Um, nah. <laughs> we can't turn off tw- 45's Twitter account. I don't like it, but at least we can block it. Right. And you it don't still has damaging effects to the United States, but still. You can even, like, what is it, hotkey all of the fucking, any tweet that has Trump in it and block all of those tweets. Right, because at, wanna... at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you got to do what's best for you. You yeah. can't just jump on the cancel culture train because you don't like something. I don't, and you know what's wild about that? Speaking, bringing it back to anime, I don't understand how anime has... Has managed to not get canceled. All the fucking fan service and shit that goes on in anime. <laughs> like, you would think that some, I don't know, somebody would be all over this shit. But I, there are I, probably conversations, conversations in Japan because you gotta realize that conservatives don't just exist. In Japan. America. I was gonna say Japan is super conservative. I yeah, was, like, like it's surprising that you in know, a weird way. Yeah, it's. Like, it's um, I'd definitely like to have a discussion like with somebody from Japan just based uh, on yeah. Japanese culture. Like somebody black from Japan. Because mm. you know black people do yeah. exist in Japan. Like yeah. as you see from Roy, Roy Hachimura and Naomi Osaka. Right, right. But yeah. um but yeah. Japanese nationals are 
black Japanese nationals are definitely hard to yeah, come by. I would love to just have a conversation with somebody right. just based on experiences, their opinion as far as like, you know, what America does versus what Japan does. Because, I mean, Japan has a, does a lot of things better than us. Like, one thing is just animation in general. But it's like, yeah, what, what, these what's manga funny artists. to me, you say that though, but like, what's funny to me is a lot of their stylistic choices are based off of old Disney cartoons. True, <laughs> true, but it's like sometimes you gotta give somebody a formula, and if they do it better than you, then yeah. it's just like, you know, hey, that part. I, I'm still the predecessor, you feel me? I'm still that the part. blueprint. Yeah. Um, Black but, people are the blueprint for everything, but I mean... <laughs> but, hey, man, I'm, I was watching uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, right? Oh, you know, God. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like one of my favorite animes because of art style. Like, you yes, know, the art style. People be saying, oh, yeah, you know, this anime suspect, this, that, third, but the story is fire. Yeah. You have to watch it. Like, because, you know, it doesn't make sense. If you just see, like, a stand... If you just see a stand and a random meme associated with it, you're not going to understand. And the memes are all over the place, The memes right? are all over the place. And the memes are fire alone. Deal. Even outside the context. <laughs> we were just talking about this because my rap name is, uh, my new rap name is D-O-C, right? <laughs> Zig was like, did you get that from, uh, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and I was like no I would definitely not name myself after that dog kicking <laughs> yo <laughs> yo that is the most real anime man you see Dio coming in super landy ass just being this this stuff's corny they ain't kick that dog I'm like oh, oh it's one of those yep you just got all white America angry at you. <laughs> God, I'm, for real. I was like, oh, damn. My, my man got Me? out the gate kicking the fucking dog. Man, uh, if, you can get, if you can kick a dog in America and not get canceled, you're on to something. Yeah. You think... See, we talked about this. I'm going to ask you this because me and Zig already had this discussion. Do you think Donald Trump can kick a dog and get away with it? Yeah. <laughs> you think so? I don't know, man. He's already gotten... Away with so fucking much. I know. It looks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because everybody's like Clinton kill count, and I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. You yeah, think, you think it was the Clintons? All right. All right. Who who's gonna really have the most money to lose if some certain information gets exposed? All of them. That's why they bomb, car bomb the dude who dropped the Panama Papers. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> but then, no. But really, really, just think about it. Who, like, if some beyond a doubt information just dropped. Oh yeah. To one specific person. What do you think happened to all the pictures of him and him together at the parties and stuff canoodling and all that? Like they had enough money to scrub the fucking internet of every image between <laughs> the two that shall not be named at the moment. Right. Because I don't need Ted turning on my TV again. Right. I Asian. <laughs> <laughs> but um man it it's just interesting like with all this stuff man yeah yeah so but to bring it back to anime and less less donald trump talk yeah, <laughs> let's... you said jojo's bizarre adventure is your uh favorite anime so of the most recent of the most recent yeah because i mean i started watching beginning of this year and that's kind of been my pandemic get me through pandemic okay like I also watched all the CW, um, the whole C Arrowverse, CW, like everything. Oh, okay. Like oh, Arrow, so... Arrow, Flash, Legends oh, of Tomorrow. Oh, so you're a DC head, huh? I'm still a Marvel. It's like I like both, man. But yeah. it's like DC's we... TV is good, but Marvel. I always said DC has better TV, TV? and cartoons. 
Yeah, but Marvel has it better everything else. Yeah, yeah. Better video games, better movies. <laughs> yeah, like, Marvel Snap is, like, you know, I love the fact that, you know, Marvel has just become so diverse, man. I was really excited to see what they're going to do with um, the Eternals, man. Because they're about to go into a deep cup mythology and really explain how the whole Marvel you said, yeah. Man, universe Yeah, how is, the extended man. universe actually works. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with um, the, Eternals, the Eternals with the with the, with the what's what's the, what's they called um the giants that pretty much create the whole universe. What are they called? Oh, um, the Celestials. The, yeah, I was gonna say the Beyonder, but no, the Beyonder. The Celestials, actually, yeah. like to actually be able to see them on screen, like you know, we got a glimpse in Guardians, but to actually see them in screen and just yeah, see talking how these about tech call- now, that's what I'm saying. Like CGI is getting to a point where these superhero movies can look as fantastical as they needed. It's not campy anymore. It's not campy at all. It's just mind blowing. But yo, yeah. who do you think Keanu Reeves should play in the MCU? Um, I know that's such a random cutoff. Please forgive me, but that no, was just but some... you, yo, but he should definitely. Everybody already says it. He's the one above all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves is definitely the one, the above, one above all. Because when you look at the character design for the one above all in the comics, most of the time when he appears, he looks like Keanu Reeves, and I think it's because they're drawing like a Neo comparison or whatever. Yeah. But hmm. It's still it's funny as shit though. Yeah. I was thinking he'd be Namor or Doctor Doom. Mm. Ooh, Keanu Reeves is Doctor Doom though. Doctor Doom, cause yo, Doctor Doom has to be a swaggy character, cause you gotta realize he's yeah. the president of the whole country. Yo, I mean, plus Doom is like one of the greatest villains of all time, yo. Right. So and he's definitely he's gotta be somebody that they can use for a while. Yeah. I don't know. Damn, who would you? Damn, who would you cast as Doctor Doom if you could? I mean, shoot, yeah, definitely up there. Carlo Esposito, Gianto Carlo. You know what I'm talking yeah, about from? Yeah, yeah, like he's like the perfect super villain. But somebody was saying he could be either um, Magneto or Professor X. Because he, those are like the three roles I could see him kill. Because he got, he got a Marvel contract too. He's gonna be in the movies, and it's just like we just seen him as the villain in the boys. I'm still trying to get my man Michael K. Williams some some money. Michael like, K. Williams did his damn thing in Lovecraft. <laughs> he did his damn thing in Lovecraft. Yo, he played such a good-ass drunk son. It's, yo, but I want to see, like, I'm still trying to get him paid, so let's find him a role in the Marvel Universe. Make him... <laughs> Make him Doctor Doom. <laughs> Can we start a campaign to get Michael K. Williams? Michael to be Dr. K. Williams Doom? is Doctor Doom. That'd be interesting. I feel like there's a better fit though. If yeah. you don't have him as a villain, man, like, all right, cool. I want him to get his money, and whatnot. But I think Michael K. Williams could be Galactus if we really want. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! I'm just trying to imagine. Like, if you really want to take it there, that's a wild take. That is a wild take, but <laughs> well, let's, let's think about it, man. Like, there's like... Shut your dumb ass up, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Shop Solar Surfer, just do it. Bruh, we can't destroy uh, oh that God. planet. Oh, my God. Michael K. Williams as Galactus and, <laughs> and the dude who played at Jonathan Majors as Silver Surfer. <laughs> So we can have more of a fucking authentic. Yo, but who should play the Silver Surfer though? That's oh weird. yeah, that's whew. God damn. I don't know. None of these new actors really like 
Because he, here's another theory I have. You see Mahershala Ali is going to be Blade, right? Yo, he's about to absolutely right. kill it. Yeah, he's good. Like, because, yo, he was, he was like that Luke Cage. That's what I'm saying. Like, he goes by He was already, yeah, that smooth, dark, like, he could definitely, he's going to body that role. And he's, it's almost going to be, I feel like it's probably going to be indistinguishable from Wesley Snipes' version. Of yeah, it's going to be extremely indistinguishable, but he's going to be swaggier, though. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, you know, I mean, come on. He's not as arrogant as Wesley is. Yeah. So, but, as far as we know. Shoot, after playing Blade, you're going to get, once he gets that Blade bag, you're going to yeah. be arrogant. <laughs> yeah. See, I almost want, like, Marvel had good TV, too, yo, and I feel like. I'm gonna tell you. I can oh, actually, do you think they're gonna do a movie or, you, or a TV show for Blade? Oh no, they're definitely gonna be a movie. But you already know between like the difference between um, Kevin Feige and Jeff Loeb, right? Nah, what do you what do you feel? The difference? All right, no, no, there's, no. There's a huge thing that went on with that. So I could give you the whole. All right, so I'm about to sum up the history yeah. of like that whole Marvel relationship, right? Give me a hit. All right, so back when I might know what you're talking about. Back when they were starting the whole Marvel films, whatnot, you know, Kevin Feige and Jeff Loeb, they was working together um, as far as like the Marvel projects, right? And Jeff Loeb, conservative, super conservative, didn't want to really put put Black Panther in there. He didn't oh, think himself. Yes. Okay, I know um, what you're He didn't about, want man. Captain Marvel because he didn't think a like all female lead yeah. would. Would sell, right. um, would sell that old so, way of thinking. Yeah, that he had old that extremely shit. old way of thinking. Kevin, Kevin Feige and Disney, um, once yeah, Disney got involved and they wanted to keep Kevin Feige because he was progressive. They got, they tried to get rid of Jeff Loeb, but Jeff Loeb like fought tooth and nail. So Jeff Loeb is the head of their television department. Uh, and Kevin Feige didn't want no parts of Jeff Lowe being a part of any of the his television creative. side. So that's the reason why there's such a sep- um, separation between Marvel TV, Marvel TV, and Marvel. Now that they got Disney Plus, and Kevin Feige is pretty much running everything, running the whole thing, thing because he proved he made way more money. Like Agents of the Shield went to shit after yeah. season four. Yeah, no, and even the shows that they did have that were doing good they pulled the plug on like Luke Cage is done yeah Punisher was my shit man yeah Punisher but... was my shit but I hope they bring John Berthold back to Punisher cause there is nobody that could've done that role any better mm. I, I'm not I didn't watch it I'm gonna have to get hit I didn't no. watch Jessica Jones either and that was the only one they Jessica Jones was good but Punisher was a different type of good like okay. every single episode it's rewatchable watch Punisher after after podcast okay. done watch Punisher yeah. trust me yeah. treat yourself <laughs> you are gonna love Punisher, man. Awesome, my man. Well, Jay, we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up for you here because I know you got moves to make. I see your hands in all different kinds of bags out there. <laughs> but go ahead and let the people know where they can get in contact with you. Tell them what you do one more time. Just um, DJ, just jams, man. I'm a local DJ. I know COVID got everybody's spirits low, but you know you can go on my Instagram at DJ underscore just jams. Um, I got a little bit of music. You can go to my page, listen to, hear how I spin. And if you want to book me, all my booking information is on my page. Dang. So it's at Just Jams. It's either Twitter or Instagram. So just holler at me. And if you think about getting a MacBook, definitely DM me. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you links to get something cheaper. Like, if you want to spend $1,000, like, go ahead, spend $1,000. 
point. But I know you don't. <laughs> look, we try look, to help the people out, look, man. Look, the, imagine what you do 500 extra dollars off a of sale. Just think about it. You can go get that car bill. You can go get that car light checked out. <laughs> you can get some groceries. You can put that into savings. Oh, man, said, I know you're hungry. <laughs> Invest in yourself. <laughs> Invest in yourself. Well, Jay, man, I appreciate you coming out to the flood. And next time, we'll have Zig with us so we can really chop it up. But you guys just remember that none of this is normal.